official podcast. This is episode 13. That's more numbers than a clock. That is more numbers than a clock. Yeah. It's a baker's dozen, some so, call it. Really? Yeah, we've baked a baker's dozen of Ronin Geek official podcasts. That seems stupid because a dozen is 12. Yeah. Why is a baker's dozen 13? We should have just skipped 13 and gone straight to 14. Yeah. Would anyone have knocked us because it's like bad wait, luck? Wait, isn't that, is that the hotel number? 13? Mm. Or is it 14? Yeah, in, in North America it's 13. Oh, is it? But in Japan it's actually 4. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that the she, the the number yeah. actually doubles is the symbol for death. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. True story. Well, this is Alex. Yeah, this is Rob. We just went to a dark place that already. Was a, that was a weird start. We just podcast. started. <laughs> cut out some of the dead air in post. <laughs> actually, we were gonna do just uh, the results of the N sixty four poll today. So we did a poll recently on Rona Geek regarding top N64 games. So what I did is I posted the poll. It had over 160 Nintendo 64 titles in it. And then basically the request was, okay, just go and click on whichever ones are your favorites up to 25, right? So no more than 25 for any uh, single person. This is the least scientific poll ever made. The results are probably heavily skewed in the favor of what actual gamers, hardcore gamers would like. Uh, which is fine because that's typically where we kind of fall as well. And uh, so what we're doing then is we're going to force rank the top 25 Nintendo 64 games based on the poll, uh, based on percentage of people who chose that as an answer. Yeah, but I mean, back then for N64, I mean, that was kind of like the breakthrough that started kind of getting into casual gaming. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the crowd that had N64s were still gamers. Right. So right. Uh, at that point, point i don't know if uh if saying hardcore gamers the only ones that because they're the only people who probably vote well i mean people who i guess are also old enough to have played it there might yeah. be people listening who weren't even there for the n64 heyday but oh probably they're just missing out because it was awesome but Maybe. before we get to that yeah. before we get to that so we do have a uh, no man's sky next and what we're gonna do is just kind of go through the patch notes and talk about some of the ways it's changed, because i've actually been a fan of no man's sky from the very beginning there's actually an original review for this game Believe it or not, up at RoninGeek.com. Yeah. From 2016, from yeah. back when it came out. Yeah. And I think I might have given it like 3.5 out of 5. I don't know why I had like such a stringent rating system back then. That's interesting. It's never been used again. Yeah. So, only for that game. Yeah, only for that game. Yeah, so there's really nothing to... Like 3.5 could be amazing, right? Be. And, then, and then 5 could just be totally unachievable. I don't know. If I was to go back now, though, considering what they've added in in the last two years into No Man's Sky, I would actually say the original game is probably more like a two. <laughs> so because it was it was fun for maybe the first 20, 25 hours, just kind of hopping from, you know, system to system. Yeah. You know, different solar systems, punching through atmospheres, landing your ship, doing some mining. But there wasn't a whole lot you could do back then. In fact, it was all just about the travel and exploration. Yeah. Uh, there was no base building. There was no multiplayer. Nope. Nope. Uh, well, the worlds were kind of <laughs> sparse and the worlds were all also not too dissimilar from one another yeah, yeah so it was, it was what it was yeah it's just that people have covered this enough we don't need to rehash this argument yeah and obviously it's been uh it's been a long time and uh, what's the guy's name the maker who was yeah oh, no man's sky guy yeah it's kind of like shy guy but kind of but it's no man's sky guy yeah, exactly <laughs> see i started making the nintendo stuff come up i said nintendo but really i mean mario hello games sean murray yeah, that's it, Sean Murray. So, Sean Murray's come a long way. Um, so, No Man's Sky... Poor guy probably got Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to butcher him here. No, so, no, yeah, no. yeah. I'd feel bad, but... No, I, um, I, no, there's one thing to be said about No Man's Sky. Mm. If nothing else, you have to give it credit. They didn't kill the game completely. No. They've actually been iterating on it. Well, they took... Thankfully, Sony took the millions of dollars that they made on it. 
because yeah. it did sell really well yeah, at the very did, beginning, yeah. and they actually put that right back into development, right? And so the game is still thirty nine ninety nine in Canada on the PlayStation Store. So yeah. presumably with these updates, more people might buy it brand new. It. Yeah. Well, now it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now it is. So last year they added in a few updates that included uh, base building. And the base building was okay, but the trouble was that the base building is it still took place on a procedurally generated map. And the trouble was bases were moving on me. Yes. On the procedurally generated <laughs> map when I would go and try to return to them. Yeah, so I'd build back and it was like, yeah, where I'd spend hours building place? a base and then and then you'd go back and it would just be gone and there'd be no way to get to it. So although I think though there's warp points that you can use from at that point from the space stations to get to it, but it would have popped up in some really random place if you just went and looked for it. So yeah. yeah. Have you been in the space stations yet actually? Yeah, in the new ones. They look like the market? Yeah. So much better. Yeah, yeah. There's actual aliens like standing around that look like yeah, yeah, they're they're engaged in there with with conversations with one another and yeah. it's 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 like a lively space market on every yeah, space station. It, it, it feels more like a space station, less like a, a like a group of four or five guys hanging out at yeah. a table playing cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it always seemed like. <laughs> and then there was like a quartermaster behind a desk. Like, yeah, yeah. I saw things. There would be like a Viking and like five Gex all standing around just doing yeah. absolutely nothing. But now it actually seems like they're involved and you can interact with all of them which is yes. cool so and some of them will like trade items with you and some of them have like a mission for you and some of them don't want anything to do with you at all and they make that very clear so uh some of them you can't understand because you haven't figured out the language yet yeah yeah you got it that's where i'm at in the game so yeah, uh no man's sky player should probably know that when you install this patch the 1.5 patch that your save file will likely be cleared from your game that happened to me today yeah. So completely gone, which is fine. No Man's Sky is, you know, other than the bases, there's not really much you can lose in there because you can gain it back quickly. And the cool thing is if you do creator mode, as you acquire new resources, you basically have infinite of that resource. Yeah. So you can just sell whatever you get and just keep one of each if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so it's an extremely cool thing in creative mode that you can do that. Uh, one thing I'm actually having trouble with, though, so even though in the new one that there's much more condensed resources and animals and everything, depending on yes. where you land. So they did a better job of generating they, all that they populate now i think right before you land yes yeah and there's That's a the big one yeah and there's a lot going on because you can see before you hop out of your ship like what's below you yes yeah so it's pretty cool like i flew in on like this little pond area yeah. on one world and then as i got closer the bigger animals popped up and then the small ones popped up and it was literally like a hundred animals all wow. hanging around at this watering hole That's awesome. which of course in no man's sky the best thing to do is to run around feeding all of them and then yeah. they poop and you get their poop as like some sort of special stone that you can sell you know, it's kind of funny because I never did that. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to break the game economy by selling animal poop. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the job that too few people want to do. It's very valuable. Yeah. Very valuable. So no matter where you go, copyright. What, what do you feed them? Uh, I'm not sure. You're feeding them minerals, but in creative mode, it's not telling you which mineral. Oh, because, yeah, you're playing creative mode. Yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch. Creative mode's fun. Like, the only thing that's <laughs> not going to happen to you is battles. So, but if you want to do battles, you just hop onto a regular server. Is it cross-platform? No? I don't think so. I checked earlier. I couldn't find anything about it. Uh, there's probably something about it somewhere. We should check because yeah. if it's cross-platform, then we should play. Yeah, I'm uh, game. I love it. I know you have it for a system that I don't mm -hmm. have. So. Yeah, I have it on PS4. You'd be playing on PC. Yeah. Let's check it out here. Uh, it's probably not. Is No Man's Sky cross-platform? You would think that we would actually think of these questions before we started the podcast, but not here at Ronin Geek. Not at Ronin Geek official <laughs> podcast. We will look it up while you sit there going, wow, these guys are doing nothing. Cross-platform play is still not available. Still not available? Still it's not available. Is that that it will be available? It says, sadly, No Man's Sky currently... Sorry, this is on um, 
Heavy.com. Sorry, No Man's Sky currently features no cross-platform play for Xbox One, PC, or PS4. Who knows? It 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 was originally a Sony-only title, and it just came out not terribly long ago for Xbox. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, well, so originally it, it was it PC and PS4. It P- yeah. yeah. PC so I think they might end up doing it, um, but yeah. it was a Sony-produced title originally. You know what the, uh, the best fix for this problem is, right? No. Get a computer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, totally yeah. going that But that's way. actually very rational. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I, I do, in fact, have a gaming computer, but the graphics card needs to be upgraded a little bit. Yeah. So, which uh, is, of course, the most expensive part to upgrade. Needs to be upgraded a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very impressed with the uh, with the new updates in there. Actually, there's a picture on the on the article I pulled up here. I don't even know what this is. What is this? Uh, that's just uh, an area that's those little highlights for when you're uh, doing uh, mining right after you scan, you'll get these cube highlights that'll tell you kind of like where you are going to go. I have been scanning. I don't see that. I must not have the feature yet unlocked. You know huh. what? You know why? Why? Because you suck. <laughs> obviously. I think it's probably so, you might obviously be, that's the problem. It might be because you're in creative mode. Yeah, it's probably because I'm in creative mode. Yeah. But I just want to create things. So that works for me for now. The game is actually, I found the game originally, and I hope they balance this out. It was very tough before before it had creative yeah. mode because you'd go to certain planets and you want to explore around but you couldn't even land your ship without getting completely savaged by those stupid sentinels uh see i didn't have that problem when i played it because uh, re- i played it recently yeah, yeah. up to next right because yeah, I, yeah. I brought that up a episode or two ago yep a couple episodes ago yeah mm-hmm. and um i didn't have that problem whenever i ran into them as an issue i would just run mm-hmm. and they would lose me pretty quick mm-hmm um, there was one time though where they were sensing me in an area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a tunnel. Yeah. And, yeah. But it, the tunnel was like skimming the surface. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, they started dropping like they kept escalating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so I got like the walkers. And stuff oh my god! I've never even seen the walkers. I haven't either. Wow. But I, I found a symbol for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it was very clearly. I'm like okay, and I could hear them. I'm That's, like, That's scary. That's scary. Uh, oh they look like some like uh, like quad quad like a sentinel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were the ones in uh, Metal Gear? Metal Gear? <laughs> well, yeah, because they, they had small Metal Gears in there that Smetal were Gears? bipedal. It's Metal Gears, yeah. Metal Gears. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the ge- Gex, I think? No. No, no. Geckos? Yeah. Oh, they were called Geckos, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. That's a game I gotta play again. I gotta play 4. That's that's so they came out, they came out, those Gek things came out in 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I think in 5, there was also something similar to it. Well, they also did Revengeance, which was... Well, I'm sorry. Five had the uh, ones that were like small mini walkers that people would pilot. Like, Oh, uh, like those, okay. Like, they're like mobile I never turrets. played Five. I should. Really? I never did. Five was... Oh, my God. Is so it the good. best one? Um, three is my favorite up till now. Three was good. I played I played one through four. Three is my favorite. Three was good. Uh, one was obviously good for its time. Yeah. It's dated now. A little bit. Four has the best cinematic story, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because the half that game is cinematic. True. But at the same time, five for me was extremely enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I have had not had that much fun in a single player game in a long time. I don't know if I've had it since. Hmm. Wild. Yeah. That's wild. The Metal Gear Solid one was actually remade as Twin Snakes on GameCube too, so yeah, that was a good way to yeah, replay it. I Twin Snakes was that. sweet. I uh, my one friend had been playing that. And he said it was like amazing because he also had like the old playstation version mm-hmm. and uh we used to play it at his house yeah 
That uh, game was mind blowing for its day. You know, it's funny because like I smoking had... the cigarette and like taking damage. Yeah. Dude, it was so funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a way to learn a lesson, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it did make your aim better. Um, it was like a better aim and uh, yeah, yeah, because it calmed your nerves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So I did pull up the No Man's Sky next official patch notes for one point five. So there is now. We'll just go down the list. That's like the biggest one right there. Yeah, and they throw it right in your face as soon as you start the game. You're in third person. So yeah, the first big uh, one is third person camera for walking, jetpacking, swimming, and in ship flight. Swimming is really smooth. Like I was actually shocked by how smooth it was because your jetpack is propelling you the whole way. Yeah. So it was very very cool. Oh cool. Uh, there's new player models which I have not unlocked I did, yet. Yeah, I did hear about that. I heard that that was actually not cool. And you could you can actually be a gek in the multiplayer. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you can be all the alien races, but you can definitely be a gek. Maybe we'll get to it here. Uh, completely reworked animation system, uh, which I can see because there's a little less detail above you now when you're on the ground because I think they're putting more processing power into what's happening. On the ground. Yeah, on the ground, yeah. But in the sky, it's definitely, like, you look up in the clouds now, it definitely look markedly more blurry than they did before. You know, that also might be uh, constrictions on your system. Could be. It's just a PS4. I'll try to crank it up on my computer yeah, because yeah. I've got a 1080. That's true. Guy, so. I'm sure it'll scale up. Yeah, yeah. I would hope so. Let's see. Well, it's only been in development for like seven years, so let's see. There's <laughs> <laughs> so there's new animations for players as well as NPCs and creatures, uh, which you know I guess in third person you see most of that. Hold on a second. Um, wait, stop. You said as well as NPCs and creatures. So there's and new creatures. animations for creatures. Yeah, and I've already seen creatures that look way different than what I saw on my like, first couple of playthroughs. Maybe some different combinations that have gone into. The yeah, game. I'm seeing more bipedal ones this time around really? than I've ever seen before. Man, I, I used to run into these weird ones. Um, they were like, uh, they were either by they could there were some of them were quadrupedal, mm -hmm. but uh, if for some reason in my game file I would always run into this kind of headpiece. Yeah. it was like that long suction neck. Oh, weird. It was really creepy. Yeah, yeah. It looked I, like they were like a giraffe, but like from like the where the neck meets the torso. Yeah. That from there up was this long, sinuous kind of like... I had one neck. that was like that, but it was like two little things at the top, two little antennae oh, okay, at the top. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah no, very no. similar. This thing was creepy. Huh. It looked like a, a giraffe meets a leech. Yeah. Sounds about sounds yeah. about par for the course for this game. It was... um. Yeah, it was something else. So, and then we also have uh, system and animations for gestures. In fact, if you press down on the PS4, if you press down on a D-pad, uh, it pulls up the gestures. It pulls up a menu, and one of those yeah. items is gestures that you can choose. Can you shoot the finger to people? Uh, I don't know. I didn't play with them Probably yet. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, because I was just playing by myself in creative mode. Like a wimp. The gestures? Um, on, let's see. There's character customization, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, player character turns to look at point of interest. I have not noticed that yet, but I'm oh, sure it happens. Uh kind of neat so like your character has a little bit more of a actual ascension like yeah well more ways to draw the eye yeah maybe yeah hey, hopefully there's new get in get out of vehicle effect which is actually kind of like it like builds you up digitally and then you like sort of go away it's like oh, uh, it's like, like you're teleporting you're, in and out of the vehicle yeah because opening the cockpit and getting in is too it's hard. a it's a lot less animation now yeah. for for that particular thing because you wouldn't see people getting in and out of their ship, and you would never be getting in your ship and see it, because you were always in the first person. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true, so yeah. But you'd always see the cockpit open and stuff. you see the cockpit open, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So interactions show the player character where appropriate. Well, I don't know how well this one's working in third person, because uh, as I'm talking to characters, sometimes I'm ending up under tables and stuff like that. 
So I don't know if it's actually working out that well so I'm gonna far. To, but I'm going to have to really kind of dig into it yeah. on my end. Because um, I'm wondering if the PlayStation and the PC versions have some uh, weird nuances that are separate. Yeah. I mean, they usually do between... Um, a little bit. Um, the warping in the ship is in third person, which is true. It's just, a, But it's a very quick cut. It's just like out, ship takes off, and then that's it. And then it's first person again. Yeah, it's a little bit of a flourish. Resized uh, various deployable tech to better fit third person and mode missions. There's real-time missions, scheduled missions, multiplayer missions. So lots of missions. Uh, the missions so far as I've seen, a lot of fetch quests and things like that. But hey, it's something. Bases can be built anywhere. Players can own multiple bases, yep. New mission types. Oh, here we go. New mission types. Photography, feeding, freighter combat, archaeology, and specialized hunting missions. That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, so we can play Pokemon Snap now. We can play Pokemon Snap right in the game. Right. Big time. Guild Envoy missions bases. I don't know what that means. Hundreds of new base parts, which I can't wait to see. So I will yep, build that building will bases. Be, that will be cool. Uh, increased base complexity and size limits. That's cool. Joint base building, which is awesome. So you can yeah, do joint that, creative that like Minecraft. Cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, improved teleporting and selection between teleport destinations. That's cool. Uh, improved terrain editor modes and options to be more intuitive. I have done some terrain editing in the past. It's extremely difficult. So hopefully it's smoothed out a little bit now. Tone down saturation intensity of palette choices for color-based building parts. I actually like the saturation. Being so, high. yeah, I don't know what that means. No, um, they desaturated it so that it doesn't come up as less speed racery. That's all. I don't know why I fell asleep there. So bases can now be deleted. That's great, I guess. Uh, improved system for placing base building parts. Increased base building radius and made it expandable. So you can expand... The radius. Maybe like you purchase radius increases or something? Hmm. I don't know. So disabled base auto uploading and added manual control. Some of these are getting very technical. Yeah. Um... Oh, Frigate Fleet's feature includes missions, upgrade system, system combat, and exploration assistance. Oh, uh, the frigates fun. are awesome. Yeah. So that's a really cool system. In yeah. Here. yeah. Um, For anyone who doesn't know or never got to that part, frigates are ships you can that are essentially more so carriers mm-hmm. than anything, and you can uh, land ships yeah. on them. And you had a very limited ability to build bases within them, but now it says they're expanding on that. Overhauled base building inside player frigates, or uh, freighters, rather. Awesome. Freighters. Um, Sorry. Reworked and added procedural textures, redesigned path, blah, blah, blah. Speed of yeah, airlock. A lot of this, blah, a lot of this seems to be... Uh, craftable ammunition. That's cool. Yeah. This is going to be really long. I think we should just blow through the... It is so long! There's more stuff. I think all the all the really sexy stuff was at the top. Improved compass. Man, that's what I was looking for. Proof compass? Yeah, right there, man. All right. Yeah. So that's that. Tree size variation. Woo! <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Splash particle effects. I can tell you there are no splash particle effects at all. <laughs> on your version, not on mine, baby. Oh, man, you PC people. Yeah, a lot, a lot of random stuff. But anyway, what I've played so far, I quite like. So I'm going to keep playing it. So at least for a while. Uh, I did rebuy it before this patch came out at like GameStop or EB Games up here in Canada. It was like yeah. 17 bucks. Nice. So if you're looking to get back in, you have a PS4. That's a really cheap way to get back in on it, mm-hmm. uh, to find an old physical copy from 2016. However, the price has probably gone up. Yeah, probably. That's how it works, man. Supply and demand. Supply and demand.
so we will jump into the N64 video games poll. So this is the top 25 N64 games is kind of what we've come up with. So I, I just have, this is just for total oh, okay. sales units here. Uh, but I actually have that written into the notes as well. So right. we'll start at 25. And then as we go through, just jump on in, man. Whenever you have like a good good oh, memory, man. something happened. This is going to be bad. All right, let's do this. So this is officially a Ronin Geek official podcast retrocast. Official, official? Official, official. All right. Official retrocast. Official. So at the time I did this, we had 402 individual selections of favorite titles from the list of over 160 titles. So top 25 starts us at the 30th percentile in terms of how many users selected these titles in their top choices. So that's kind of how it's broken down. So in the 30th percentile, so basically three out of 10 people uh, would have chosen um, these titles in their top. Right, so number twenty-five yeah. in terms of uh, percentage here. Uh, so there's a, there's a few games tied in there. You can kind of rank them however you want to. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Mario Party Two rounds out the twenty-five. Jeez, oh my god, Mario Party games in general, man. But this one was horrible. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the first. What? One. No, nothing bad like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like, savage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was brutal. But like it was. Um, it was sorry. It was not as bad as one because one. Remember, you used to like chew away yes. your hands. Yes, yeah, on the your old hand. N64 joysticks. You know when somebody was playing yeah. N64's Mario Party 1 because their hands would have holes in them. And you'd have to, like, use your palm yeah, yeah. on the joystick. So it looked like everyone... And, and, and like, like, roll your whole hand. It was crazy. Yeah, like, everyone looked like they had gone to church and, like, pierced their hands. <laughs> it basically looked like a stigmata. crucifixion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone had stigmata. stigmata? <laughs> you, you had Mario Party stigmata. It was a thing. Dude, that's amazing. Mario Party stigmata. So, but that's true. That's exactly what it was, because people were putting their palm right on the middle oh, of the stick and then yeah, frantically they, moving their hand. Before, that's why sticks are all smooth now, because yeah. the N64 ones were grooved, mm-hmm. so you could grip them easier. And it, it shredded and people's it shredded hands. it shredded people's hands. Yeah. Yeah. Only in Mario Party, though. It, it was tough in Smash Bros, but it was wor- way worse in Mario Party games. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, in fact, since then, uh, Jordan showed me this. You're actually able to replace the joysticks with GameCube joysticks now. So they were built into, like, the same little yes. function thing. They so, were, yeah, yeah, so you're yeah, able yeah, to the, replace them out. The yeah. yeah, so tip the listeners, if you have old N64 controllers and you want to get more life out of them, so all you have to do is purchase those online and then look it up on YouTube, uh, GameCube replacement joysticks, and then YouTube can show you how to replace it. Super yeah. easy. Super yeah. easy. Yeah. So I'd highly recommend doing it. Tip, 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 tip. And then so. you can play Mario Party 1 and not kill your hands. Yeah, because yeah, they had nice rubber grippy yeah, joysticks yeah. on the GameCube. Yeah. It, you'll probably still have sore hands, but it won't be like you won't have stigmata hands. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, oh, I have some right back here. I can show you one. I don't I don't know, man. Those things probably have blood and whatnot on you. Blood and hair? Blood and hair. I wonder I wonder if the mic's picking me up all the way from here. Uh probably not. It might be. Probably that's, is. That's Uh-oh. my burning question. Jesus. Um not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. So maybe we should say that the back of the podcast room is quite treacherous. Nobody nobody can see, man. Trust me. They're gonna believe you when you say that you own one. Oh no, I mean I mean this room is really clean. I was just gonna show it to you. I don't care about them. <laughs> it's in an IKEA bag. Found it. Jesus. Yeah, see? Oh, yeah. Nice. See? Told you. Oh. oh yeah, very nice. I remember them being a little worse than that, but I guess that's all that was. So, oh, we forgot to turn the overhead light off. Uh-oh. Get some of that back food. All right. Rob is officially donning the jacket. Oh, God. The jacket of extreme warmth. So Mario Party 2, Western World was my favorite world in there. Uh, really good time. 
Uh, I can't remember. Was it a feature in the first one on maps for people to on game boards for people to be able to steal all your stars? Yes. Okay. So I've, I'd forgotten that, but I distinctly remember that happening in Mario Party Two on the pretty, Western World map. Pretty, pretty sure, yeah. So all really, right. really good. Next one. This one was good, actually. I like this one. Yoshi Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, as I was doing this, I was also looking up scores, original scores from when the yeah. games came out. Interestingly, for Yoshi Story, this this comes in as number twenty four on our list. 65% on Metacritic overall, which kind of surprised me because I remember it being a really good platformer. Uh, yeah, but it was hard. It was hard, remember, yes. Remember, this is now where we are uh, transitioning from how old platformers used mm-hmm. to be uh, into how they are more so nowadays. Yeah. So Yoshi's Story was still kind of a part of that old, the tail end of that old generation yeah. of platformer. And it was difficult. Yeah, so people, that's true. People didn't read it as well. Plus, people would lose their favorite colors early on mm-hmm. and not get them back right away, and it pissed them off. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah, yeah. You want you want the yellow Yoshi? He's gone. Too bad. Yeah, can't help you. There's the Dark Souls of Yoshi Island. That's <laughs> Dark Souls and Yoshi. I should stop using that. As a that'd be that'd That's be the terrible. best game. That'd be really good. Would it be the best game? I don't know if it would be. The best I'd game. play it. I know you'd play. That'd it. be the first Dark Souls I would play. You haven't played the Dark Souls yet? No, I haven't played any of the Dark Souls games. No, no, I tried one, but I was getting my ass kicked so hard early on, I just gave yeah. up. The one thing that I will say, though, uh, all after all said and done with Dark Souls, it will teach you to not get mad about dying. Mm. So it's good that way. Like, yeah, it, I would it gets say... rid of a lot of anxiety in other games. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that based based on the experience I've seen people have with it. To it. So Yoshi Story uh, was number 15 on the bestsellers list for N64 with 2.85 million units sold. So it was a big seller as well yep. in the time that it was out. And yeah, I think you're right about it being uh, kind of at the tail end of the old-fashioned RPGs where... Uh, I'm sorry, RPGs. Platformers where you had yeah. to play through them and almost like learn beat for beat you know, everything that was to come, yeah. right? Because that was the only way to really beat it. So similar to yeah. like a Mega Man game from the old yeah. Mega Man yeah, series, yeah, yeah. right? So Love those games, by the way. Oh, they're amazing. Right. Uh, amazingly difficult too if you've played any recently yes yes i just tried mega man x on the uh mega man x maybe uh, super nes super, yeah SNES, yeah yeah so it's because it's on the uh snes classic on the snes yeah on the snes on the snes this is a weird tangent um, <laughs> we looked each other right. right in the eye when we said that too yeah. but dude that game is freaking hard yeah i can't believe how hard it is that's true it's extremely difficult so that was Yoshi Story number twenty four, number twenty three overall. So still in the thirtieth percentile. So three out of ten this people chose this. Yeah, ten eighty. Ten eighty snowboarding. Oh man, so um, good. Never. You know what? This actually prompted me to get Steep, which is a newer um, snowboarding wingsuit kind of game. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't even. I never even heard of that. I used to. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a, a Ubisoft game. Okay. Um, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 1080 snowboarding is the only reason why, to this day, every once in a while, I will have a moment of weakness and buy a snowboarding game. Yeah. Because of this game. Yeah, yeah. 1080 was so good, man. It was so yeah. good. And it was, uh, for its day, it was pretty impressive, too. I couldn't find anything for sure on it, but I'm pretty sure this is one of those games that was able to run at 60 frames a second. I wouldn't be surprised. Because there was a few on the N64, yeah, and I they, think and this they, was one of them. And they did run really, really well. Yeah, and... and, and 
when I was watching videos for it on YouTube, kind of trying to remember it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it was it was sponsored by Burton's. There was a lot of Burton and oh, Tommy Hilfiger yeah. clothing and oh, snowboards oh, in it. It was all sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was game. very cool. So yeah. because it made it feel more authentic. Yeah. Uh, I think the snowboarders themselves were they they were actual snowboarders, I believe. Yeah, they were. So similar to like a Tony Hawk game where you're playing actual skateboarders, yeah, they that, took well, that it idea. Was just uh, it was the age of Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. they just adapted Tony Hawk into. Yeah. basically a snowboard game yeah. you can do tricks and and stuff like that as well when you were airborne uh yeah the races were very very fast when i was looking they at were. that i was very surprised but back then the draw distance wasn't very far in yes. games so, so it's, it's treacherous yeah, yeah yeah and there wasn't a good view anywhere it's just yeah. like a lot of snow and gray and yeah rock walls and things like that things so to that yeah yeah so really really cool game though no, that actually got an 8.6 out of 10 from ign at the time it came out uh, and had a great graphics and frame rate for its day. So it is very arcadey. As I was watching it, is, it again, I was remembering, wow, this is almost like it had the feeling of, of an authentic arcade game yes. that you were playing at home, which is very, I think, very cool. I think that it may have originally been designed as an arcade game. Yeah, in fact, I'm sure it was in arcades at some point. Just I never, I yeah, yeah, never saw it. Speculation. By then, they were already removing all the arcades from states anyway. At least in the north. Here's a, here's a uh, a title that has had some recent cinematic. That's true. Yeah, I yes. forgot about that actually. Yeah. So number twenty two is Rampage World Tours. This came out in nineteen ninety seven. I actually heard the movie's not that bad. Uh, I mean, I'm, all the Rock movies are fine. Like yeah. it's just you know. Yeah. I think I think it's probably just a fun watch and something you never go back to. Yeah, it's like Transformers. Yeah, it's yeah. A popcorn flick. We'll have to we'll have to uh, acquire it by illegal means and uh, yes. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, really really cool game, really cool game series. This was only the second one that ever came out though. Interestingly, so the original was NES uh, and I believe arcades, and then this one came out in 1997, which was like yeah, 12 years later. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a long time after. Yeah. Uh, same idea though. So you're climbing buildings. You're smashing buildings. You're eating people. Yeah. Uh, when you turn back into a human, you're like naked and like running off the screen or whatever, like yeah. the old ones. It's same thing. So really, really funny. Yeah, it was. It was just they added two more creatures. They mm-hmm. added the wolf and uh, I Cater. don't remember the other one. Cater, what? Dragon, lizard, reptile. No, because they had the reptile and the and the and the monkey, and then they oh. and then they added the wolf. They added the wolf what else and add? something else. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, so still in the 30th percentile next up we have um, actually one of my personal favorites on this list this is, this is a dangerous game I'll tell you why but go on Okay. okay. Bomberman 64 this okay. is the 3D one 1997 uh, this game in particular uh, was something that would ruin a lot of family gatherings in my family seriously? Uh, yes uh, so the field residence yeah yeah um this game was played at the field residence and, and at mine. Yeah, and um, Jordan in particular, I remember throwing the controller at me at one point. Um, <laughs> my, my brother, my brother also throwing the controller at me. Seriously, at one point. I'm pretty sure I did. The was same. there because of multiplayer? Yeah, because I don't it, remember the multiplayer. Oh my, multiplayer was just the it was a static screen. Yeah, it was a lo- layout, and you could like. Drop bombs. You could kick the bombs. You could throw the bombs. So it was like but, original Bomberman. Yeah, but what people would do though, what we would do, because we were like, we were actually all pretty good gamers as kids yeah. for for what it was mm-hmm. at the time. And what we would do is we would place bombs and things in an area strategically, and then you'd kick a bomb at somebody and knock them out, and you'd grab them and you'd throw them at the bomb, and they'd bounce off it and then bounce off the level. That's amazing. Oh, it was the most infuriating thing. Because <laughs> you couldn't do anything about it. That is so great. 
Yeah, that so is you'd so great. Stun people and you'd whip them off the level. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh man, what a great Bomberman game! I don't like. I don't think any other Bomberman games do that. The two no. D ones. And the other thing too was that you were able to like pump up bombs. And yeah, and it could be huge. Yeah, I remember that. You'd use that to knock out people too. You'd have to like lob it, and it would bounce somebody, and it yeah. would knock them out. Oh, dude. And then you'd pick them up and you'd throw them into it. Or I think they still have it. I'm pretty sure he still has it. Oh, I have it. Oh, seriously? We yeah. gotta play it. Yeah, okay. I got N64 with upgraded joysticks. I'm ready to rock, man. Let's do it. Let's see. So uh, so the, the weird thing about Bomberman 64 was it was a 2D game. It was an established series that had been on everything up to that point. Yeah. And it went 3D for no apparent reason. However, yes. uh, it actually turned out to be an extremely competent puzzle slash platformer. Yeah, it was good. So it was a really good single-player game. I think there was four worlds that you had to go through. Oh, yeah, yeah. And different missions in the worlds you had to complete. But it had decent boss battles. Had a ton of customization options, which Bomberman games always yep. have. Yeah, which is very I remember cool. that in multiplayer, too. We'd unlock all the things. Like, you'd have something with, like, a knight's helmet and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was yeah. some that looked like sort of futuristic space-type yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. Like the bosses. Uh, I loved it, man. I used to oh, draw good. those characters, too. Like, make up my own. Oh, yeah. It was so much oh, fun, man. Hilarious. Oh, I love Bomberman 64. Uh, I would say this game actually holds up. I, last time I played it was a couple years ago. Uh, it is still a good, fun puzzle action platformer. Yes. So it's a little bit akin to like what an indie title would be like it, nowadays. It, it's a, it's um, it's a, it's a beer and friends game. Yeah, I would like, say so. It's a yeah. Yeah. Same with the next title. Same I, with the next title. Yeah. So, I wish they would actually make another one of these because uh, this had some things on. We'll go ahead and say what it is first, and I'll explain. It is Diddy Kong Racing oh, from 1997. Yeah. <laughs> now, Diddy Kong Racing um, was effectively Mario Kart, is really what it was. But as you, as you have here, they had uh, hovercrafts. Yes. And they had planes. Yes. And then to this day, no other game is captured with this game captured because what you would have is you would have certain people flying the course, mm-hmm. so other people would be driving the course. And uh, it was actually, it was always close. Yeah, and it was like insane because like the the different paths that people mm-hmm. could take with the different vehicles, it was so much fun. Yeah, I I don't understand why they didn't adapt this into Mario Kart, like later Mario Kart games. It blew my mind why they never did that. Yeah, it's well, I mean Mario Kart. I mean for being a, a kart racing game, it's an extremely well balanced game. Yeah. In, in terms of the features and and the parts that you put on the carts actually matter and the motorcycles, right? Yeah. So it's. I, I guess maybe it would be a balancing nightmare, but they did a great job of it on the N64. Um, that was a fun game. If I had a dream Mario Kart, it would be like the current day Mario Kart's really, really, really good for the Switch. Yes, it's very good. Uh, you give it the hovercrafts and, and planes. Yeah. Well, you'd have to have courses that would implement them as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then what you would do is also add in the features that Double Dash had. Where you can double up on a vehicle. Oh, and you have somebody on the back that you can swap out with, yeah. and they're whipping stuff, and yeah. that was cool. That, that was, was really fun. cool. Yeah, yeah. Double dash is to this day one of my favorites. Listen, man, it can happen. That feature. All patches. All I have to say is, it, it. I didn't think it could happen, but I actually do think it will now. But yeah. It potentially happen. Yeah. Because of Smash. Well, and Smash is bringing everything back. Yeah. And that's being like so much fan. And I believe, based on what they've been doing with like Super Mario Odyssey, I think they're going to keep trying to get more and more mileage out of this stuff. Yeah. And Mario vs. Rabbids, they added in the Donkey Kong DLC for free. Yeah. Uh, so they keep adding things into these titles uh, to actually get more life out of them. So yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's possible that they would do it. So hopefully. Hopefully. So that was Diddy Kong Racing. Really, really good racer. Oh, it also had. Um, like a hub world as well, which was a little bit different that you could drive around in. Oh, yeah. 
did, didn't yeah, I? yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. So almost like uh, almost like Mario sixty four, the game, right? Where it yeah. had a hub world, and then you go to all the other places. So that was the first racer that I can remember that had a hub world. So yes. very very cool. Uh, yeah, it's a shame Mario Kart didn't adapt that either. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well, weird. Weird. So N sixty four game did it better, I guess. So the last <laughs> the last game that thirty percent of people chose uh, was Turok Dinosaur Hunter from nineteen ninety seven. Oh my god, I love this game. I absolutely adored this game. Uh, this was the best game in the world because I was a kid who was enthralled with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And you could play as a raptor in multiplayer. You could? Yes. I don't maybe remember this. Maybe it wasn't this one. Sorry, maybe I'm thinking of the, the later one. The maybe Turok 2? The, there was also Turok like Rage Wars or something like that yeah, too. Yeah, there was one where you could play as dinosaurs as well. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was the most irritating. No, because I played this and I played the second one, but I don't think I played the multiplayer, Sorry, might, the might, Rage one. Yeah, it, whatever one was the first one that had multiplayer. I think it was Rage Wars. It may have been. Yeah, yeah. So I might, yeah, that might have been my bad memory. So, so. Turok one, no. In fact, we won't get to it because Turok two didn't make this list. I don't think, but Turok two had the had the brain driller ammunition. You could yeah. shoot somebody and it would shoot a, a, a thing into their into your enemy's head, and then it would drill <laughs> their brains out and it would spray thousand, out. Yeah, yeah. It would kill Bill style blood. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool, man. Was, I love that. Turok but, was really savage. Yeah, it was a brutal game. It was M rated for a reason for its day. That was pretty rough by today's standards. It would just look kind of goofy. I think yeah uh but yeah and, and in fact i was watching videos of it man the graphics are crappy and muddy even gotta, for its day i gotta get ion maiden that newer game that came out using the same engine as uh um tur uh sorry as a uh, duke nukem 64 oh yeah you were talking about that yeah. last time yeah yeah yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be sweet too games, I'm just like, I gotta get into that. but uh, what i loved about this game is a shooter but it had some crazy futuristic weapons as well yes. and you could use cheats just to get unlimited ammunition yeah. and then just completely light up places yeah, it was so much fun Back in the day of like Game Shark. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This was a controller cheat on this. No, I remember, no, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. doing There's it. There's a yeah. lot of controller cheats, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah. it was like that was the heyday of mm-hmm. Game Shark. Was do you remember? Uh, it, it's also not on the top twenty-five, but Shadows of the Empire. I'll mention it later. Oh, but man. do you remember the cheat for that one? The debug Wom- mode. Uh, I know. I, I know. Wampa Stomp was, was one. Yeah, but it was first. You had to hold LRZ, all four yeah. C. Uh, a, B, and then you had to use your chin for the joystick to go back and forth, yeah. left, right, left, right, halfway. So, and then, yeah, it was it was brutal, man. But you were able to unlock debug mode and get, like, Wampa Stampa and all that stuff yeah. in it as well. Yeah. Uh, so cool, man. I, yeah. I so miss controller cheats. But I digress. And Wampa Stampa, um, you played as a Wampa, right? You yeah. take it over, but you had to be in yeah. the Hoth level. And the debug mode actually allowed you to jump into the body of any enemy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could just run around with them, but they didn't do yeah. much. So, no. yeah. They just shot. Um, did you know that even GoldenEye 64, they found out years later that there's controller cheats for that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whole list yeah. of them. It's crazy. Yep. Years and years after it came out. Uh, we will get to that one because that is on the list. So, number 19, Turok Dinosaur Hunter from 1997. Uh, and now we're getting to the 35th percentile. So, 3.5 people out of 10 essentially had selected uh, these titles on average as their next favorite. So mm-hmm. uh, number 18 uh, is one that holds a special place in my heart just because of how off the wall it was for its day. Yeah. Mario Tennis. Yeah, it was okay, I guess. <laughs> this came out in 2000. <laughs> so it was just it was, okay. It was good. Yeah, no, yeah. It was good. I'm just being an idiot. Now, without looking, tell me which installment of the Mario Tennis series this was. What do you mean? How many Mario Tennis games came before this one? None. I didn't know this either. Oh, no way. There was one. There was one. On the SNES, right? No. No? No. Virtual Boy. Yeah. Oh, Virtual shit. Boy had a Mario Tennis game called Mario's Tennis. 
And I I had no idea this title even existed until I was doing the yeah, research no, for this. I don't know that one either. Isn't that ridiculous? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So this came out. Obviously, this is the better of the two because the Virtual Boy was doomed from the get-go. Uh, <laughs> the Virtual Boy? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was not a fan. Uh, so this is a game that should just not uh, that should just not be as much fun as it is, honestly. Yeah. So I love Mario Tennis. So you're taking a sport that would otherwise be it's it's an okay sport to watch. Uh, you know, professionals play. Uh, but it's also one that kind of puts me to sleep. But when you're playing multiplayer, four people on this, it's amazing. It is yeah. absolutely amazing, which is why I love Mario Tennis Aces, too, that just came out. Aces is good. Uh, so it's, uh, it completely, for me, because this came out about the same time as Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. this completely overshadowed Perfect Dark for me. For you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect Dark was all Not right. Not for me. I, I will... played way too much Perfect Dark. Really? We'll get, we'll get to it. But yeah, per- no, I played a lot of Perfect Dark, too. But for me, this was my favorite multiplayer game from that time. I think it was actually Perfect Dark. I think may have been the first game that I front to backed uh, in one sitting. First Seriously, time. first time. Yeah. That's awesome. That would have been the That's first awesome. game to do that. Uh, uh, Shadows of the Empire was pretty close. Yeah, I played the crap out actually, of Shadows you know of the what? Empire. No, Shadows of the Empire was the first game I did front to back. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some tough stuff in there too. Some of the flying fun. missions were difficult. I got, I got irritated. I think right around when I got the jetpack. Like at the very end when you were flying against Shizor, like that was tough. Oh no, those things I excelled at. Oh really? Sorry, yeah, no vehicle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I wrecked that. I was I was the opposite. I I couldn't do the vehicle ones very well, but the ground missions I didn't have too much trouble. Oh, with. Oh, vehicle flight combat's always been really intuitive. Yeah, like, yeah. like to me. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to do. I work well on a 2D plane, <laughs> so you work well in a 3D. I think it's because I used to play the old X-wing versus Tie Fighter. That's why. Yeah, yeah. you've honed these skills from the youngest of ages. Well, yeah, because I was, was like 92 was or 93, right? Yeah, that was, was old. Like, it was before 64. Yeah, that was forever ago. Yeah. So those are popular games though for the day, and and I have read that they hold up pretty well. So they're not bad. I got them on Steam. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I didn't know they were on Steam. Yeah, they, they, they spruce uh, them up they, at all? Uh, yeah, there are mods out there, probably. Uh, there are definitely mods. Out there, okay, yes. yeah, yeah. But no, that um, yeah, they're fun. That's cool. They're fun games. That's really cool. Uh, so we're talking about Mario Tennis. Um, let's see. So it was uh, it was probably the best multiplayer game to own, other than Perfect Dark, uh, toward the end of the N sixty four life cycle. So because two thousand two thousand one is kind of when it sputtered out, and then two thousand one yeah. is when the GameCube came out. So. Oh really? I think so. Or two thousand. Or I'm just wrong altogether, and it was 2002. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was 4,000. When did we come out? I don't know. Yeah, I think it came out. Sorry. <laughs> it came out 2006 or 2007, so it would have been, yeah, it was probably like 2001 when the GameCube came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was talking about that just now, but yeah, that happened. Oh. Uh, number 17 on the list, still in the 35th percentile, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. So, in my opinion, the greatest of the series. This came out in 2000. Uh, I think it was 2 was the one that had the guy who um, him and his girlfriend were dating. And uh, I remember reading this in, I think it was a gaming magazine. I don't remember which gaming magazine it was. But he and his girl had, like, played hours and hours and hours of this game. And he designed this park. And around the outside of the park was a pipe that you could grind yeah the whole way around i think it was two that you could do the designs i think that was later i think that was, was three. three yeah yeah Shit. okay so no no keep going keep going but anyways what ended up happening was when she finally was able to get all the way around uh there was a custom thing that came up that he put in there and it was uh it was how he proposed to her is will, will you marry me oh dude that is so like, cool i was like that's fantastic that is so cool like one of the first things you can do in a customized fully customizable game is propose yeah, yeah. yeah. very cool very yeah. cool i think the next time after that was probably like world of warcraft it may have been. where yeah, everyone yeah, was they have the usb plug-in things at the treasure chest yeah and then like if you did something you did the propose in game yep and then it would open the box yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so 
And then uh, that was pretty crazy. I suspect it was uh, a lot of dudes proposing to a lot of dudes at that time because, yeah, yeah. like, you couldn't tell if like there was a male player, or female player. Yeah, you don't know who's playing. No, yeah, how and that was the fun of it. Interesting. Everybody that's mixing it up. That, that's an interesting way of looking at it. It's a very so, progressive way of looking at it. So the uh, World of Warcraft was a was a pretty crazy game. Not on this list though, buddy. Better believe it. So that was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Uh, that was that was the first one that had multiplayer in it too, which is really cool. Just trying to beat yeah. each other's scores. Very fun. Banjo Tooie is the next title at number sixteen. So it came out in two thousand. So currently running a ninety percent on Metacritic. So what that's overall all in, man. Extremely good. Banjo banjo games were fantastic. So, but here I have a dark, dark secret. Uh-oh. I've never played Banjo Tooie. I've only played Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> so I played both. Yeah, Kazooie and Tooie. Which one did you say is better? Um, probably Tooie. Okay, cool. Cool. Actually, though, uh, people will hate me for saying this. I actually like Nuts and Bolts the most. Yeah. Based on the reviews that I was seeing uh, that were glowing about this, I think this was clearly a game that Rare cared a lot about, especially in the late cycle when they were also making Perfect Dark. That's the thing. Rare, in my opinion, has always cared about their games. Yeah. And that's true to today, even still with uh, Sea of Thieves. A mm-hmm. lot of people didn't like the game, but if you've played Rare games mm-hmm. uh, through your lifetime... Sea of Thieves is a phenomenal game. So this was this was good. Sea of Thieves, I'd really like to play. It's getting better. I really so like to see it. it now. It's almost like a, I get a really good patch, actually. Oh yeah, it's like the new No Man's Sky. Yeah, no, no, in a lot of ways it is. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. So well, that's okay. It'll it, be good. It, good news. It'll get better. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a couple things I have. There are a couple of gripes I have, mainly character creation gripes, but that's okay. So number 15 on the list, still in the 35th percentile. And and this is really a really interesting one here. This was a very seminal game for its time and, and for a lot of different reasons and also a very controversial game. So Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap was controversial? So Pokemon Snap was controversial in so much as people were getting hyped about a full-on Pokemon game for the N64. And it ended oh, up being right. this. Yeah. So, I actually love this game, though. It's a great game. It's yeah. a super great game. So, yeah. And it gave you ways to interact with Pokemon that you simply cannot do in the actual Pokemon games. So, and it was so cool seeing them in their habitats, yes. right? Like living, living, living their Pokemon lives and doing whatever Pokemon do oh, <laughs> all day. Yeah. But you'd see them in their environments, and, and you'd whip stuff at them essentially to get their attention, yes. and then try to get pictures of them, uh, either either good pictures or funny and compromising pictures. So yeah. whatever you could get, yeah. but uh, like that, like the Charmanders. Oh boy, classic. Yeah. So who knows what Charmanders are up to all day? I know, though. (laughs) Yeah, Dirty Charmanders. Uh, So really, really great game. The cool thing about this was it was an on-the-rails game, but there was a lot of different paths you could take and unlock throughout each level if you played it smart. A lot of cool things to do in there. So You could, like, like, throw stones at, like, things that would switch the track and stuff like that. And there was only, like, five or six tracks, I think, but there were so many different paths you could take in them that it was really worth a lot of play. Each track had a lot of different ways you could play. Yeah. So I think it was probably, like, 10 to 15 minutes through on each track so realistically if you're playing yeah. each of those tracks 10 times you can get a lot of hours out of this game for so. yeah no this uh this game to to this day is mm-hmm. one of my more uh enjoyable memories yeah. and all 151 pokemon are in there do you remember 151 yeah 151 i think so yeah i think they were all in there the only one i'm what i'm not sure if i recall if mewtwo was mewtwo was not in there mew one definitely was so definitely 150 yeah, yeah. So that's that's extremely cool then. I like that this was on Nintendo 64 as well, and I would really like to see Nintendo port this. I would really like to see them dress it up and port it. 
Like remaster? Yeah. Uh, and I not, not, them to make and not release it for 80 bucks, but maybe like 20 or 30. <laughs> so for I'd the Switch. For like 30 bucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I would buy it in a heartbeat for thirty bucks on the yeah, Switch for sure, and the Switch um, is the perfect system for it because it's like yeah, it's like holding a. Uh, oh, it would be better yeah, if they like tied it to radar. Switch control. Yeah, like where if you actually like look around like an AR. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it would so, be. Oh my um, god, I don't know why they don't do that. I would say that they should make a new one if they're going to incorporate the Switch that much. Yeah, they should just make a new one. This was number eleven on the highest grossing list of titles for N sixty four with three point six three million units sold. I'm not even surprised. Oh, for sure. It was such a good game. Massive title. Massive title for its day. So now we're getting into the 40 percentile. So yeah. four out of ten people responded that this that these games were among their favorite games. So number 14 is Mario Golf. Mario surprising. Golf. So, Not surprising. So good. I played it. I didn't have a lot of play on it. So what, what can you say about it? It was good. It was a solid golf game. That's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only other golf game that I've enjoyed as much is not actually a golf game at all. What is it? Grand Theft Auto Five. No, are you serious? It's really pairing, good. Pairing up with players and playing golf. Yeah, so much fun. Is it good? I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to try. I don't know. I think it, I enjoy it a lot because it's not a golf game. Yeah, but at the same time, you're playing golf. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to be oh, civil about it. And... I had so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Are people that. like beating each other with the no, clubs? No, no, because it actually plays like a golf game. Like, That's it's so like cool. a mini game. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, you can also do tennis. I, I, I remember the tennis. I didn't get to try the golf. golf I found the golf course, and I crashed it. through it a few times. Do it. Never you played gotta, it. you got to play it. i got to pick up a copy of that game. You don't have it yet. I don't actually. No, I, I've, I've had it oh. multiple times. Okay. I currently don't own it. So I think I've got a copy of it for my PS3. If you want, you can borrow it. No, it doesn't work on PS4. Mm. No backwards compatibility, mm. which is lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But PC was such a nice remaster for GTA Five. So much I, love. Bet it was nice. So much love. I bet it was nice. I'm actually really irritated because uh, it looks like um, we may not be getting Red Dead for PC for a while. Yeah, man. Uh, which... Kind of a controversy right now. No kidding. Yeah. So the largest installed player base in the world will not have access to Red Dead on day and date. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So I think it's a travesty. Everyone thinks it's a travesty. Everyone does because like they've sold so many more copies and made so much more money off of the PC market. Yeah. It's true. True. Rockstar, come on, guys. Yeah, come on. Well, they're guys. perfectionists. So I that's thought Mario fair. Golf, that's though. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Mario Golf, though, did make fun golfers mainstream. Uh, I believe that Mar- games like Mario Golf, especially Mario Golf 64, did pave the way for like Hot Shots. Yeah. And Everybody's Golf, which are yes. Sony titles now. But you know what? You know what? Actually, I don't think it's on this list. What? Is Astro Lanes on this list? No. Damn. Well, I mean, it was one of the choices. It was? Yeah, yeah. Put it, put it in your top five. Put it in your top five. It's did you love it? It was good. Yeah. So that was Mario Golf. Was there anything else about it? No, nothing on there. 13 overall, uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day came out in 2001. This was the latest release for the N64 from Rare. Uh, sort of a rare swan song as far as their relationship with Nintendo goes, because after this, they no longer had a relationship with Nintendo. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it kind of, they had to sever it, and then they ended up getting picked up by Microsoft after a couple of years. Uh, so this is a very M-rated title for its day. Uh, they had a lot of pushback from parents groups at the time of its release. Uh, a lot of, a lot of boob jokes, fart jokes, oh, butt yeah, jokes, it was just, it was a lot sex of, jokes. Um, yeah, it was a lot of really, uh, it, was, it was like early, early dirty humor. It basically was drawing on, as its main source of inspiration, like South Park from that time period. <laughs> so with um, the jokes and things. So- out oh yeah time? oh yeah yeah it came out like 97 did it mm-hmm. oh wow. man south park's been around forever for some, re- for some reason i thought fur day was out first so yeah drawing on that big time um 
So obviously, though, because parents gave so much pushback on it, that made every kid want it that much more. Yes. So like playing this game was like. No, I remember kids actually. For its day. <laughs> kids would actually very, very quietly and totally conspicuously yeah. because kids cannot hide anything. Right, right. Would hand off copies of this. Game yeah, yeah. It got smuggled yard. around. It got, yeah, no, it was, it was smuggled. It was smuggled <laughs> So around. great. So I think, I think by that time I was, what, 2001? So I'd have been 17. So I could have gotten away with it, I think, but I did have friends who had it and I just played it with them. So yeah. at that point, once you're 17, 18, parents kind of stop caring. They're giving up. So it was, it was though, for its day, it was a really good action platformer. So mm-hmm. got to give credit where credit is due because it was a great action platformer for its day. And I think it, it ended up in the top 25 most sold titles. No, it did not. No, it did not. I'll find it on here. I will not find it. It is not even in the top 45. So that was Conker's Bad Fur Day from 2001. Then 45 percentile. 45th percent. We're almost, we're almost at the halfway point. I mean, halfway point number in terms of number of titles. However, we're getting into some of the biggest titles. So yes, this are. is the thing. This is the thing. So at 45% of uh, respondents uh, at number 12, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask from 2000. This is the what I called uh, the black sheep of the Legend of Zelda series. Or it maybe, was. Maybe not so much anymore because they re-released it on 3DS to much fanfare. Well, at the time, it was so it was such a departure. And yeah. it was one of those games that uh, did something really unique. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, what uh, crucified it. It did a lot of unique things. So, uh, the big one, though, was the time. Time was... That was extremely unique for its day. So there was a yeah. cyclical time structure built into the game that worked its way into the story elements and into the mission elements because yeah. you're trying to unlock masks as you go through that perform yes. different functions. Some of the masks transform you into other creatures like the Goron, so rock person, or Zora, the yeah. water fish person, or even uh, Deku Kid. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, little Deku Kid. Uh, and they all had different powers, and you would go through temples as these characters, right? And sort yeah. of use their powers. Until you got the Twilight Mask. Until you got the Twilight Mask, yeah, yeah. And then you were proper Link again. So <laughs> there was extremely cool uh, little side missions in it, though. So, like, sort of, you're, you're doing a lot of, like, stalking of people and trying to find out about their daily routines. Yeah. So you can insert yourself into their stories at the correct moment. Yeah. So much fun. And there would be times when you have to go through the three-day cycle, you know, five, six, seven, eight times to figure yeah. out how the right sequence of events should play out, right? Yeah. So it's like Groundhog Day, it So, was. but for Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it was, yeah that's, that's what it should have been called. Legend so, of Zelda, Groundhog Day. So some facts about this game. Uh, so it came out in 2000. We talked about the masks and special items. The main town is called Clock Town, uh, so that's kind of where you run around. It's a huge town for its day, so lots to do there. The masks would help the player further unlock various items and aid them further in their mask Sorry, quest man. missions. <laughs> yep, we're getting to it. Isn't he, so, on, is he on Smash now? He's not a playable character. Oh. Yeah, he's an auxiliary character. It. So it takes place in an alternate version of Hyrule called Termina, or another kingdom altogether, depending on who you ask. Yeah. What do you think? Alternate reality or just alternate kingdom? Alternate kingdom. Yeah, I'd say alternate kingdom too, because it seems like this is a direct follow-up to uh, Ocarina of Time, Kid yeah. Link storyline. Yes. Yeah. Although for whatever reason, well, no. No, that would make perfect sense. So, yeah, I think that's where it's supposed to serve. It had some of the strangest things ever introduced in a Zelda game, including, quote, Fairyman wannabe Mr. Tingle, so who's now been in all the Zelda games since then. creepy as shit. Yeah, How yeah. Did he survived this game. Yeah, he yeah. Can get to the next one. Well, he's clearly, like, like, like a fairy peddling pedophile. Yeah. Like, that's, he's so bizarre. Like, yeah. I don't understand how this character became mainstream. I think, I think it's because he was so outrageous. He's endearing, I guess, because he's so outrageous. I don't know if he's endearing. Well, yeah, like... because he, like... He wants to be a fairy man so bad. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. But he dresses like Link. 
He dresses like well, well, he, a... Kokiri. He dresses like Kokiri. Yeah. Were they, but were they? They weren't fairies. They were just little elven people. Yeah. Well, I think that in their lore, they're kind of like the fairy people. Okay. Because they can talk to fairies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does Zelda ever talk to a fairy? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think she talks to Navi at some point. Does she? I think uh, she she acknowledges that at some point. Huh. So maybe Hylians maybe I'm, maybe I'm and wrong. Kokiri. Yeah. Well, Hylians seem like they're descended from Kokiri because they look kind of alike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. And there was also, let's see, aliens <laughs> that were introduced into the Zeldaverse in this game, in the cow minigame. Remember oh, that? You had, yeah. to go, you had to go save the cows from the aliens oh, that were getting aliens. dragged off. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. I forgot all about There was that. an alien invasion on Moo Moo Ranch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so bizarre. Isn't oh, that crazy? God. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, it actually was number twelve in the N sixty four bestseller list with three point six three million units sold. Some of my favorite things about the game: the weapons, because there was custom weapons you could craft, like that sword. I, I, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was the blue and gold blade sword. Gilded. Gilded sword. Thank you. So cool. And then there was the middle one that was the razor sword that yep. had the double blades on it. Yep. So cool. And they'll never have anything like that again. No, probably not. Yeah. So it was so cool. Well, they had some decent swords in. Uh, Breath of the Wild, but hope I thought... Hope for Smash. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought the number of weapons in Breath of the Wild, they could have done a lot more. They could have. I yeah. think Breath of the Wild was really, really good, but they they did lack one thing, and I thought that, that was the item variety. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Coming from something, though, like Majora's Mask, and then going into any other game, and you're like, eh, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Where's everything else? Yeah, yeah. It's like a quarter of the inventory now. Well, I liked the weird stuff, right? Yeah. So it was so cool. So That should be a quote. Yeah. Alex likes the weird stuff. I like the weird stuff, man. <laughs> I like the weird stuff. So it was pretty sweet. That's fantastic. I mean, it was, you know, for Nintendo, I mean, it was no Mario punching Yoshi in the back of the head, but it was pretty good. There's <laughs> so much worse games than that. I wish I could touch that subject. So, uh, and then oh. the next... Classic. Here we go. Here we go. All right, get ready. So, do you want to break before we do this, or do you want to? No, do you want to just hammer it out? All right, man. Forty fifth percentile, number eleven on the list. Perfect dark, baby. Oh, yeah. And oh, you and I are about to disagree. Oh yeah. Oh, yep. I see why. I read your notes now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was the pen dropping, not not proverbially. Uh, it literally dropped. Yeah. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the multiplayer. I love the weapons. The weapons yes. were extremely cool. That's what made it. Yeah, yeah. The weapons were extremely cool. However, um, game was overhyped. At least at least for the campaign. Because coming off of Goldeneye, which was the best single-player shooter campaign up to that point, and then Perfect Dark came out, Perfect Dark, I felt like, was completely overhyped for the co-op and single-player. Uh, all right. That's an opinion argument. argument. It is. In my opinion. But, I mean, yeah. okay, so my a lot of my memories came from multiplayer. Yeah. I agree player. with I that. I did beat single player. I enjoyed single player. I thought it was yeah. fun. Um, but it had nothing on the multiplayer. And yeah. Multiplayer is only good when you have good people to play with. True. True. Or hard bots to play against. Bots. Some of those bots were impossible, though. No, they weren't. What are you talking about? The hardest bots were nearly impossible. No, I killed them. What? Yeah. I got it in the bag there, man. We can hook this thing up. I, I want to see I'll some of this it. shit. I want to see I'll some of this. Prove it. Oh, my God. This is... We're having our first, like, game throwdown over Perfect Dark. Okay, we're going to play some Perfect Dark, man. That's fine. I hope you're ready, because I got it right there. I'm going to be rusty as shit, but you know what? I will figure it out. Well, I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to be absolutely... I won't be able to kill any of those guys. Yeah. Those bots are scary, man. Yeah. The bots, you, they could they would move so fast. Yeah. And they had 100% accuracy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, though, the you're game was... You're not going to be accuracy. That's not how you kill them. The multi... Really? Yeah. you got to ambush them. Well... Don't they know all the places to go on the map, though? It doesn't matter. 
laptop gun mines. Laptop know. gun. Yeah. That was so cool. First, yeah, it was a first, stationary first gun you could set up. Weapon in the game. Yeah, yeah. That I've ever seen. That was so cool. It was. Yeah. Didn't they have like an auger or something too that would shoot through walls? Uh, it was the farsight gun. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you could actually see people. It was an alien gun. Yeah, yeah. You could almost see like uh. It was the uh, heat signatures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, you're right. The weapons uh, we in that would, game were we amazing. Would actually, we actually made a rule, a house rule, that people cannot use the Farsight gun. Really? Get an overpowered shit. Or you just do only Farsight gun. No. Oh, there was a mode for that, though. Yeah, yeah. No, never do that. It was so annoying. I hated that gun. Oh, I hated <laughs> that gun because my play style at that point had been adapted to tactics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where I would actually set ambushes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just running and gunning like most kids. Mm-hmm. I actually would set up, like ways to lure people like i would run yeah. through a hall they would chase after me mm-hmm. they thought that i was just like low health and running around like an idiot and they'd run right into a bunch of mines and shit like that's that. awesome that's yeah. awesome dude oh, I, so the actually you know what, i'll take back that this game was overhyped because i just remember the perfect dark, perfect dark zero came out after this that was perfect. that, that was game was that overhyped was like, yes, yeah yes. yeah so but, but actually the, the campaign in this one started off strong and i thought just ended weak uh but it was also sort of the descent into now we're not battling a huge corporation anymore. Now we're battling like an alien horde. But I mean, that was hinted to do in the first game. What's that? That was hinted to that in the first game. Perfect Dark. Oh, no, no. That's what I was talking about was Perfect Dark. Because remember you start in no, the Datadine yeah, Corporation? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then by the end of Perfect Dark, you end up uh, battling aliens on yeah, like... Yeah, well, you're fighting alongside the Greys. Yeah, yeah. And you fight off the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Called. Now we know it's fantasy because they say the Greys were good guys. Obviously, the Greys aren't good guys because they're abducting people. Depends on what uh, ethos you look at. <laughs> Seriously, though. XCOM. Okay, that's yeah. Then we know it's bad. <laughs> but if it's uh, if it's Asgard from Stargate, are good guys? Yeah, that's true. They're, yeah, yeah. They're the Greys. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Indiana Jones, number four. There was a Grey in that. They were a good guy. It was a good guy. I think so. I think it was because yeah. it punished the evil person for being greedy. It didn't, it didn't punish. It gave her exactly what I wanted. What was it? She wanted knowledge. Oh. So it gave her all the knowledge. And it killed her. No, the knowledge killed her. Oh, man. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, the knowledge yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. That's not on the alien. It fulfilled her wish. Oh, man. I need to watch that movie again that just is, to see what is, it was like. That is such a, a gin wish granting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you totally. Get, you get your wish, but like the There are strings attached are, to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Perfect Dark Man, anything else to say about that? That was a great game. Okay. That was quite a journey we just went on. to the 50th percentile so half of respondents said that these are among their favorite n64 games we have the first banjo game banjo kazooie from 1998 so this is the original title from rare for the n64 and proof uh sorry no this is not the original title from rare it's the original title of banjo kazooie from rare but uh, goldeneye would have been the first title from rare oh, no killer instinct killer instinct gold would have been the first gold no just killer instinct yeah 64 and then, so Killer Instinct, then was Goldeneye, it? then Banjo mm-hmm. is probably how that went. Killer Instinct was on the SNES originally. Yep, it was. And then and then there was one on, uh, it was one of the launch titles for the N64 as well. Was it a launch title? 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Killer Instinct Gold. Uh, let's just look it up. Killer Instinct. I remember when I got the 64, I got uh, Shadows of the Empire, and I got Super Mario 64. So we have confirmed a Killer Instinct Gold definitely came out on N64 in 1996. Uh, I believe if it wasn't a launch title, it was very close to being a launch title. So, uh, from the most prominent second-party developer. Nice. I apologize. I got halfway through. I'm trying to link somebody. Actually, this podcast. Oh, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Do it! Do it! Oh, man. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because this is the first, uh, well, this is the second week that we're on actually Google Play Music as well. Yeah. So for those non-iPhone users. So if you use anything but an iPhone, that's one place you could listen to the podcast for free, which is a pretty cool thing. So listen to it for free, as free as free can be. All right, I'm almost done here. Here we go. So Killer Instinct wasn't actually the title we were talking about there. It was actually the first Banjo-Kazooie, the one I did play. Uh, and I remember this being an incredible action platformer. What was really cool about this is... I had high expectations coming out of, like, Mario 64, yeah. which I played for freaking ever, man. I love yeah, Mario yeah, 64, yeah. right? So coming out of that, thinking, like, well, what what else could they possibly do with the 3D action platforming element? And then this came along, man. Banjo-Kazooie was amazing. Yes. I absolutely loved it. I was blown away that, like, there, there's... And obviously, they've elaborated on Mario many times since then yeah, with different yeah, yeah. mechanics and, and sort of cool things that they add in. But this was just totally different. And well, it was so unexpected. It was so unique, too, because you had a uh, a... Um, variable playable character yeah. where you could switch between Banjo and Kazooie, mm-hmm. which was just insane. Yeah. You, you you could not, like, that was never done before. Yeah. Having two characters essentially incorporating the same body. Yeah, and they serve different mechanics in the game. They did. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. flying, no, there yeah, was, yeah. There was a so. purpose to each of them. Right, right. But the, the, that having the ability to have that, that much variability on your character um, in such a unique way. I mean, like any character, like obviously Mario could have gotten different hats during the old side scroller days, mm. where you know you'd have like, oh, now I'm big, now I shoot fireballs, yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was like this was neat because it felt like you were almost playing a co-op game by yourself, <laughs> which sounds a lot sadder now that I said it aloud. But it was a uh, it was just a lot of fun. I don't know. It was just it was a well a well put together game. The storyline was campy, sure, but it was fun. Yeah, and I thought uh, I just thought Rare did such an incredible job because obviously Rare didn't do Mario sixty four. This was their first major yes. platform run of system, and man, they just knocked it out of the park. They did. So uh, again, proving that they were Nintendo's best friend uh, during the N sixty four era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Banjo Kazooie. Um, let's see. It was actually in a, uh, Banjo one is actually in the top ten best selling titles. Uh, it sold 3.65 million units in its run. You know, it's funny because we say like 3.65 and then it's like, oh, that's a lot for Nintendo. But like you think about games these days, if it was 3.6, it's like fail, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 3.6 is like, oh, that's just digital only on one system, right? Yeah. 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 It's so like, oh, okay. So you made a, you totally made a different game. Nowadays. You made a gimmicky game that some people bought. Okay. And it was 10 out of the top 10. So it was where it placed exactly. So 3.65 so million units. So Pretty damn good, I would say. Pretty damn good. Going back to the notes here. Next title up is another big one. Actually, they're all big from here on out. This one is one I quite enjoyed. Number nine, Pokemon Stadium. Came out in 1998. This was the first game in which we ever got to see the Gen 1 Pokemon in 3D, which was extremely exciting for its time. And the game allowed players to import their Pokemon from the red-blue game carts to play in the console version. That was the selling point. That was the kicker. That made the game. Yeah, having something where you ported another game's data into that game to play with yep. the characters. Yep, 
being able to see your team come alive in a mm-hmm. 3D space. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, man, nobody's going to care about things like VR. I'm like, you just wait until they do what they did with Pokemon Stadium yeah. for another game. Yeah. And you are going to, like... Pokemon, let's go! It's happening! Let's go, yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon let's go, let's yeah. Go. <laughs> but, yeah, th- it was incredible because you, you've spent... At this point, you might have spent one or one and a half years uh, playing the red-blue games that already come out in the U.S., right? And then Or in North America. Mm-hmm. And then, so at this point, you're already well-established in your own game. Right. In fact, you've probably already beaten it. You've played the crap out of it. You've leveled up Pokemon all the way up. So now you can take those Pokemon and put them in this game and play them against your friends. Yeah. So huge, absolutely huge for its day. Uh, I don't recall what was the de- what device did they use to get the Pokemon into the N64 game cart? How did they do that? What was it? Oh shit! Was yeah. it a hookup to a Game Boy Color or something? I think that there was a, a attachment. If okay, I could be remembering this wrong, but I think it was. There was another pseudo cartridge that you had that you put the Game Boy cartridge into. That sounds and then right. You plugged it all in. That sounds right. Yeah, that I sounds think right. That's how it was done. I honestly do not remember though. That's crazy. We'll have to look it up afterwards. It but might yeah. have been. It might have been the share connector. Actually. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Because there was a cord that you could plug your Game Boy into. Yeah. To, to do trades and battle over the Game Boys. Yeah, yeah. I think that may have also plugged into the N sixty four. That might have been the other. Yeah, because I thought it's something plugged into the controller port. Could have been it. I thought something plugged into the controller port. Now here's the crazy thing about Pokemon Stadium. I don't know if you've looked at videos of this recently. Or yeah, I'm sorry. The game may have plugged in the controller port. That might have been it. I, I thought like, that yeah, might be like Howard. The, the but, Game Boy game itself. But I don't like, remember what thing. device it was that did that. I don't, I don't recall. Know. There was like a, there was an adapter. No, I do remember. I do remember. There was a data port on the top of the old Game Boys. There was a data port on the top of the original Game Boy and Game Boy Micro. And I remember there was a clip thing that clipped to the top of it, and you plug that into the 64. I remember this now. Okay. Because there's two little notches on the very top okay. of the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Micro, which at the time I think I had the Micro. And then, uh, yeah, and it had a little data port on top that it would clip into. I, I believe I do remember that now, interestingly. Oh. Yeah, so very cool. So awesome game, though. Awesome, awesome game. What was what I was about to say, though, this game looked great for its day, and I was just watching videos of it again recently, and the Pokemon still look pretty good. Yeah. So they did a really great job focusing on just what's happening directly in that stadium. They focused all the processing power into that. And yeah. this game looks fantastic. Well, I mean, it was a big game. Think about it. Like, realistically, they had a couple, like, Mario Party-esque mini-games. Right. But then in the actual stadium, it was just a stadium. Yeah. And they had all the moves animated to yep. a degree. Yeah, yeah. And the Pokemon would be animated to how they would kind of... They all had, like, an an right. animation and, like, an attack animation. Yeah, yeah. So. And it would... Uh, it would Pick whatever animation worked best with that skill and Yeah. Done. Super but good I mean, looking game by yeah. the, by this time though. So this was the sixth overall bestseller for N sixty four with five point four six million units sold. So pretty sweet, yeah. man. Uh, oh yeah, I had an announcer. An announcer just like the anime <laughs> yeah. series who was telling, Oh, now he's using you know, uh yeah, Psychic. But, uh, yeah. And then like you know, they do all the moves. It was so cool. Yeah, it was fun. So pretty pretty official feeling uh, if you were a Pokemon fan at all back in the day. Uh, if you haven't played this game and you own an N64, you need to get it. So yeah. because it was even if you don't have the Game Boy and all the hookups anymore, you should still get it because there's Pokemon in the game that you can use. Reloads, yeah. yeah, and and uh, it's extremely fun, very very fun. So now we're getting into the 55 percentile. So basically, 5.5 out of 10 people responded. These games were in their top 25 favorite games for N64. Number eight on the list is Star Fox 64 from 1997. Amazing. So it was an absolutely amazing game and my favorite Star Fox today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was so good. So this is the first one with all range mode bosses. 
Yes. Yep. Oh cool. man, I remember the first time that happened. I was like, "Oh, this is like a really fun game on rails and stuff like that." And then yeah. you got to the first boss, and it was like switching to all range mode. And You're I was like, like "Oh, shit. buddy!" <laughs> so like, this is fantastic. This might have been because I think this came out. It might have come out before. It did come out before Rogue Squadron on the N64. So I think this was the first yeah. completely uh, 3D air battle game. Nope. No, it wasn't. Shadows of the Empire. Oh, that's right. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but in this, this okay, and this would just been a natural evolution of that. But it also had the tank battles. Yep. So for okay. Star Fox sixty four, and also the what um, tank plane, and in multiplayer, you could also go on foot. No, no, there was you could blue marine the blue marine battle marine. submarine yeah yeah oh, the blue marine yep that. yep so that that was like what one level in the game that you actually used two, it? Yeah. yeah yeah so super cool game i think it was two levels yeah yeah what blew my mind about this game was the the variance in the levels and, and the different it. worlds it's, to be honest that this is one of those games i, I don't own play. it and i i thought i did i've got it somewhere yeah I'll dude find it. such a good game man such a good game yeah what like back then when these games are coming out dude every one of these was like the best possible evolution of itself that it could possibly be. It's almost like what we're experiencing with Switch right now, where every first-party Nintendo title that comes out is like the, the best, best possible of version thing. of yeah. itself. Yeah. So, which is really exciting that we're kind of back to that point because, yes. dude, N64 was like my favorite time period for games because it wasn't just that going on, right? It was all the other stuff happening with PS1 at the time. There's a lot of quality. Yeah, yeah. A lot of quality in the games, a lot of passion in the games. A lot of originality, man. Yeah. So, it was so good. It was so, yeah. so good. Yeah, and it added solid multiplayer for its day. So, Star Fox 64. Man, what a game. Yeah. Donkey Kong 64 takes up the number seven spot. Didn't came out in 1999. What's that? Didn't care for it. No, didn't care for it? Nah. Uh, it definitely felt to me like it was in the spirit of country. So, it definitely sure. felt a little bit like just a country game, just in 3D to me. But I wasn't a huge fan of country. So, it was yeah, the thing. That, so, yeah, that may have been it for yeah, me, too. Yeah, so it was an okay game. However, this is a bestseller on a list. I think that might also have something to do with the fact that it was a packaged-in game. For a long time on the N64. Oh, yeah. It came out with the yellow edition. Yeah. Yeah, yellow and green editions. And it also came with expansion ports. It did come with the expansion ports. So, and then this was the, this is the seventh bestseller on the overall list at 5.27 Which, what, million units sold. What a cool thing that Nintendo did, the expansion port. Yeah. That was so Basically saying, like, smart. we know that at some point in the future... This system will not be powerful enough to run the games yeah, we so want to make. It was right at the front, and it was always this thing, and I was like, what is this here for? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know, nothing. And then it was like, oh, expansion port, bam. It's a RAM expansion, it. yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Which is nuts, because uh, that was actually an accessory that was packaged in with the first edition of Perfect Dark. Really? Yeah, that came out for Perfect Dark. Oh, really? Or just before it. Yeah, it would have come out like right around then. So, oh. yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yes. Yeah, Star Fox, I forgot to mention, too, was actually ninth overall bestseller on the top 10 list with 4 million units sold. Getting back to Donkey Kong, it had solid platforming and boss battles, had minecart rides and barrel shooting uh, directly from um, uh, Donkey Kong Country okay, games. Okay, um, uh, the carts were fun. Yeah, carts were fun. That. Yep, yep. The multiplayer inclusion... Oh, sorry. It had a multiplayer as well. There were also other characters you used in single player, which you could unlock for multiplayer. Yeah. So, for instance, let's see... Diddy Kong yeah. was there. Chunky Kong, Tiny Kong, Lanky Kong. Yeah. So, yeah. And they all had different powers. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty exciting. One of them was, like, strong, and one of them, I think, could, like, float or swim or something. And one of them was, like, fast or had better reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, where's the old Donkey Kong? What's his name? I think it was just Donkey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong Sr. Yeah. yeah. They should have had him. Let's see. He goes barrels at people and gets really mad. Seals women. 
That's what it did, man. It's a true story. Donkey Kong 64. That was number seven on our list. Getting into the 60th percentile, so climbing up the ladder of favorable games here. Uh, at the 60th percentile mark, yeah. we have Mario Party Original. I was 10. You were 10. Yeah. So this was 1998. Good game. I don't remember too much of it. I remember two was better. Two was an improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. This game is actually extremely important for gaming history. Because mm-hmm. you got to think about it. Name one other party game that was anywhere remotely as impactful because uh, there was no real party games before this. No, this was probably the birth of the genre. The only thing that would have come close at this time would have been on PS1, like Busta Move games, but they weren't like party. Ins- okay, yeah. But th- those are more puzzle than party, I would say. So whereas yeah, Mario these, Party these was straight party, buddy. Party, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like it was in the title, sure. But I yeah, mean, yeah. like it was the first... A bunch of mini games you played with your friends yeah, and competed yeah. to win, but it was yeah. strictly pretty much a multiplayer game. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it was... You play it single player, but why? I think it's probably easier to drink to as well, which also means it's a better party game. All the Mario Party games. <laughs> you, do not need, uh, you do not need a specific mechanic to yeah. make a way to drink I'm just saying it's, a game. it's a lot harder to drink to uh, bust a move. No, it's not. Every time, every time you bust a move. <laughs> Man, it's like, oh, I died. Drink. Oh, I won. Drink. There you yeah, go. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> I busted a bubble against another bubble. Drink. Drink, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of bubbles. Three greens. Drink. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you can do Two color coding. Blues. Now it's like three drinks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. You could color code the drinking. Mm-hmm. So let's see. That's actually the only title at the 60th percentile was Mario Party. Was that in the top 10? Better be. Uh, it is not. Mario Party shows up at number 16 on the overall bestsellers list at 2.7 million units sold. A full two spots behind Wave Race 64. <laughs> 65th percentile, 6.5 out of 10 respondents. Place these in their top 25 favorite games. Number five is Super Smash Brothers. That cannot be a surprise to anybody. No, no. In fact, none, there's no surprises left. No, there's <laughs> so no, no surprises. surprises left. Uh, so number five uh, came out in 1999. This was the f- also the fifth bestseller on the system. With And happened to be fifth on our list. Oh, my God. So it's the fifth on our list. The fifth bestseller with 5.55 million units sold. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. 5.55. Yeah, let's double check that. Let's see if this checks out. Is that serious? Oh my god, that's that's fucking Yes! Crazy. It's 5.55! That's creepy. What? That is creepy. What are the chances of that happening? They're very uh, low. Why is it not a five-player game then? What's that? We need a mess. We need a... We need a... Oh no, Switch is already more than five. But it is, it is five-player if you've invoked a Pokemon in the game. If you've tossed out a Pokeball. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm really reaching here. I'll give it to you. Five stock games were popular. Yeah, five. Yeah, true. Very true. So this is a game about fives here. This was... Oh, man, if the S's are backwards, they're fives. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite games in the system. Uh, I probably dumped three hundred over 300 hours into it with my friends uh, in those days. So, Kyle Norman, if you're listening, this one's, yeah. this one's for you, buddy. <laughs> we came to physical blows over this game. Not not too few times. <laughs> so uh, Smash? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I came to blows with a bunch of my friends. So it's it's an amazing Neighbors game for that. Even. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh man, <laughs> I miss those guys. We gotta we gotta I gotta hunt them down. Uh, guys, we gotta play this. So, in my opinion, uh, one of the best and most seminal fighter fighting games ever made, and is still one of my favorite games of all time. I love Smash Bros. sixty four. I still think it's my favorite one. So I would play it anytime, any day. 
Still probably not very good at this point, but I absolutely love this game. Yeah, it's good. Original roster was Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus Aran, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, and Pikachu. So it was just those eight characters. Unlockable characters included four more. So Captain Falcon, Luigi, Ness, and Jigglypuff. Falcon was my dude. I'm pretty sure my best character in this was Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff? Doesn't surprise me. Jigglypuff was an extremely complex character, tough to use, but also very good. So I actually, I would say my secondary one would have been uh, Pikachu. Pikachu I really, Uh, really liked in this game. I did really well also with Samus... Fox, Link. Know what wrecked Pikachu with Pikachu? Okay, know what wrecked with him? His little backwards kick when he was dropping. If he did a little backwards kick, that was a way overpowered yeah. move. So really, yeah. really fun. Best, best character for me, definitely Jigglypuff. Yeah. But the other ones I did, I did, I did relatively well with most characters. So the item drops were really what made this game for me in the early days. I would turn um, them off. What's that? I used to turn them off. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it just led to utter chaos and madness. Oh, it was yeah. so much fun. I loved it. And that, that's what blew my mind around it because I was always a big fighting game fan. So, and for this to come out and just completely turn the genre on its head, that's so exactly much fun. What it, was. It, took, it was just it, so much exactly fun. exactly what it was. It took the fighting genre game. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> screw you. Yeah, yeah. Take all these rules so and throw them the window. Before this came out, the only fighting games you had on the system uh, that were any good would have been like Mortal Kombat 3, Killer Instinct. I can't think of any others. Uh, I, there was there was one more. I can't remember what it was called, though. Now that depends. Now, fighting games or games that would cause you to fight with your friends. <laughs> that was most that N64 gets, multiplayer gets, games. Yeah, that list gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. Very quick. Yeah, honestly, really, really good game, man. Love this game. So, Smash Bros. Ultimate will probably be my favorite game of this year. I'm well, already going to predict. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, when it comes around to Christmas, we need to crack all these open, get all the old cousins in and uh and play. oh buddy for some smash bros for some smash, old-fashioned throwdown smash bomberman Star Fox. so the uh and man. Play switch games. <laughs> yeah yeah well we gotta we gotta do some mario tennis mm-hmm. legend of zelda ocarina of time comes in at number four on the list this i think probably was one of the titles that had the most talk about it other than like goldeneye uh in its day so this came out in 1998 in its day, this was the most expansive game ever made. So the game actively encouraged you to explore and discover your next step in the story yep. progression, So which is very cool. So some of the best and most infamous dungeons from the entire series appear in this game. So some of my favorite dungeons are actually in this game. The Sunken Temple. Everyone hated that. The Sunken Temple. I mentioned that in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so. actually didn't mind it. I actually, actually did fine in that one. It was fine. The problem with it, it was very long, and it sent you back and forth many yeah. times. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a head of verticality. It was, it was challenging. So it's also the fourth bestseller on the list. Uh, it's 7.6 million units sold. That's probably because of longevity. Just yep. like the game came out early, and it lasted like play-wise yeah. until the end. Yeah, yeah. So some things that this introduced into the Legend of Zelda series, which were new, were the masks. Yep. So Raychus, which are the bombs that... Oh, no, Raichus? Are this what they're called? See, I, I read it and I was like, Raichu? What, the Pokemon? Is, isn't that what they're called, though? Maybe, yeah. Bombchu? I don't know. Maybe they were called Bombchus. Might have been Bombchus. Yeah, Raichu is obviously a Pokemon. I think they were called Bombchus, but they were the they were the Pokemon, they were the Raichu. bombs that looked like a Pokemon. They would, like, run <laughs> yeah, up yeah. walls, zigzag. Fishing minigame? No, actually, I think there were other fishing minigames before that. Maybe there wasn't. Nothing as entertaining as this. Yeah, yeah. So, because this had its own area set aside just for fishing. fishing. Yeah. And and the goal was to get first, you have to get the lure. Yes. And then you have to get, what do you have to get there? There's bait. And then you have to get the bait, yeah, which I can't remember what the bait was. And then, I don't remember. And, yeah. then, and, then you ha- and then you have to catch the Hylian Loach, and that was like the big thing, right? Everybody yeah. was trying to catch the Loach. You had Epona, so being able to ride Epona out in the open Hyrule field, which was unbelievable for its day it felt so incredible to be out there yeah. riding around oh it was it was insane so so nice and then uh, you could also battle from horseback which was the first time in a game i'd ever yep. battled from horseback you had dark hyrule 
which was very, very cool. Playing the ocarina was absolutely incredible. It was insane. Yeah. There's no other game that had that. I can't believe how natural I, it I felt. I honestly believe that that inspired Rock Band. I, I believe so. Yeah, honestly. So this was one of the first, this was one of the earlier, I guess, sort of rhythm music minigames out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And you start using that from very early on in the game, right? So this is this is a function that goes all the way through the entire game. Yeah. So. I said Rock Band. I meant Guitar Hero was the first, I think. Yeah, but, same uh, idea. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Z-axis. What's that? Accuracy, man. It, well, this is Rona Geek official podcast, man. We're not we, going for accuracy. We, we do not have we're going, accuracy. We're going for strong opinions, bursts of anger, staring at each other blankly. Those are Saying our, uh, a lot. We yeah. won't do that. The, uh, the, those yeah. are all of our hallmarks <laughs> for the for this yeah. show. Yeah. Playing the Ocarina was incredible. Z-axis combat was new to this game as well. Yeah. So nobody else did it before. Nobody else did it better after, to my knowledge. Uh, although there's great combat games out there, the Z-axis combat is really what made this game uh, a very strong combat game. The Zaxis combat? The Zaxis. That's what they called it, buddy. Actually, they probably didn't call it that. No, they did not call it that. that'd be a difficult sound for Japanese people to make. Is it? I don't think they have I'm pretty sure they're human. I think they can make that noise. No, no, but they they don't have (laughs) a naturally occurring Z sound. Yes, I'm I'm being an idiot. Ignore me. (laughs) Zash. Yeah, yeah, they they do have it, but it's like a variation of Sa. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used to speak a little bit of Japanese. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Do you know what I just said? Nope. My name is Alex. Oh, okay. Anata no namae wa robu desu. Oh, are we going to do the, the Ronan Geek official learn Japanese with Alex? We should. <laughs> that, could be, that could be a bit that we do from now on. Oh, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, well, we listen, listen. a very wise man once told me, I said, can one of my friends actually, he was taking Japanese early on. I yeah. said, well, tell me some Japanese. And he said, Ichini Sanshigo, Roku Nana Hachi Kyuju. And I said, what does that mean? He says, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Because honestly, when you speak another language, nobody knows what you're saying. So you can say anything you want. So what I started telling people then, oh when I was taking it, people were asking me how to say, like, well, how do you say hello? How do you say goodbye? How do you say, you know, how do you order at a restaurant? You know what I would always teach them? Hmm. I'd always teach them, uh, tushite. Very simple. And most people can say it. Can you say it? Tushite? Nah, I might even try. Okay, good, because I wouldn't do it. It's, it means kiss me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying it to me looking at me like that then, man? Well, no, I wasn't I looking it, at you romantically. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at you ironically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my ironic look looks a lot like my it's romantic fine. look. I just feel a little rejected now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm <Okay>. sorry, Robu. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, it had various was... various weapons, including the big oh, Goron yeah, sword. Yeah, the big Goron sword. Yeah, yeah. But at first, the first time you get it, remember it breaks? It, oh, right. The first time I fought Ganon, that's all I had. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just the nub. Yeah, I had the nub of doom, yeah. Which was like a half-powered master sword, yeah. Such a good game, man. Oh my God. It had it had the hook shot. It had the bow and arrow. Had um, what else did it have for weapons? Uh, boomerang. Boomerang, yeah. Had the boomerang. Yeah. So all kinds of stuff. It had a day night cycle, which was cool. Yep. So day night, which you saw pretty much everywhere in the game world. The only thing that was really differentiated was just sort of the look of where you were, and also the enemies that appeared. Yeah. Yep. There's an insane feeling I get every time I ever go to boot up that game, and that when I'm in the first village. Mm-hmm uh like it's like it's weird yeah i just feel warm yeah kokiri like, yeah 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 it's like bizarre i don't know why like i mean it's nostalgia and well dude that, like this game is like really weird this feeling. game for me honestly was the most anticipated game of my entire life at the time it came out really? i was so excited for this game and i still remember the day i got it and i remember like because it, it came out right before uh like u.s thanksgiving yeah. So, and I just remember playing it over like the Thanksgiving long weekend yeah. and it was just set up the entire weekend. I mean, my cousins just played the entire time yeah. and it was just, it was so much fun, man. It just was. everything you saw was just, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is yeah. amazing. This is uh, amazing. I had that. And this is like the saddest thing I'm ever going to say. I think probably 
uh, my most anticipated game of my life that I played, and I loved, and I probably would still play it to this day if I could. Uh, technically, I can, but yeah, Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, uh, Star Wars MMO for people who don't know. Yeah, yeah, is like way ahead of its time. Yeah, so much. It's the, it's, are the servers I, still on for it? Uh, no, there's some people who have put up private servers uh, for it that are still up. Yeah, primarily kept alive by a role playing community. Yeah, which yeah, is pretty pretty impressive. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they care less about game mechanics, sure. more about the actual sure. world. Um, that game, I would still play it today. I, yeah. I would have an active subscription, no yeah, yeah. question about it. Um, but I'm not gonna get into it though. Yeah. It could be, I could go on for for days. Literally well, days. we we should at some point go go into it because I uh, my guess would be at some point in the very near future, Disney uh, now in ownership of of the Star Wars franchise will come up with something like it. They will have an MMO coming up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sure that they will have a Star Wars MMO. And, and, and I bet they'll use the resurgence of the Star Wars Clone Wars series as a springboard for it. See, that's funny you say that because I actually thought that, that if they're going to do it at any time, it might they might do a Clone Wars thing. I don't know, man. But the trouble is right now is EA's doing it, and I don't think EA is going to be the one to make no, it. EA's so got, it's still a couple well, years out because we have to wait for them EA's to dump got, it. Uh, what Bioware made, which was the Knights of the Old Republic. That's right. That's okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, it was like a it was a interesting watered down version of Knights of the Old. I wonder Republic. if that's why we haven't really gotten because other than Battlefront, there's really nothing else they're producing Star Wars wise. So I almost uh, wonder if yeah, this they have is a lot of canceled projects. Well, yeah, Amy Hennig. Yeah, that was sad. So Amy Hennig got kicked off the one project, and then that game went belly up. That would have been uh, Star Wars slash Uncharted. That was, uh, I think that was 1313, right? Yeah, man. 1313 looked so good. I know, I know. The, the it, was, first... it was being pitched as a dark Star Wars, well, too. But it was cool because the first trailer for it was actually the yes. gameplay, and it was a huge set piece, like Uncharted. Yes. It was amazing. So, And the best part was that the player model was not the character. Oh, really? It was a whole. It was a stand-in model, because they didn't want people to know I didn't know was. that. You played as Fett. That's so cool. Yeah. Fett in Mandalorian armor. Oh my god, dude. Amy Hennig, why? <laughs> Suppos- supposedly you played as Fett. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it gets unshelved at some point because uh, that's, that looked like it's an amazing game. It's one of the game. ones that people have been raging about the most. Yeah. If you bring up, um, aside from Star Wars Galaxies, I think, mm-hmm. uh, 1313 is the one people have been most pissed about. Yeah. And what does 1313 stand for? Isn't like the level of it's the level on, on Coruscant? Coruscant? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a level on Coruscant. It's kind of like the, it's notorious. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of stuff has happened on that level in the mm. Legends lore. Yeah. And I'm sure in the new canon lore, there will be stuff. I know in the new Star Wars books, Aftermath mm. uh, has a has a, a little diatribe, a little uh, 1313. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. So still keeping not, it alive in the lore. Not a great book, yeah. Aftermath. A couple good characters in it, though. Isn't it crazy we start talking about Legend of Zelda here and then we... Uh, it's me. But I, No, no, I, I, but it's our favorite things. It, like it, Our favorite <laughs> things take us into conversations about other favorite things. Which is Star Wars for me. So, which is Star Wars for both of us, yeah. <laughs> we also got Star Wars all around this room. So it's I mean, it's hard not very to. true. Um, one, two, three, yeah. right there. Well, four, five, six, actually. It's yeah. more accurate, what I should say. And then, and then we got Yoda, this. Kylo Ren, Boba Fett, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Star Wars uh, yeah, issue number one yep. the, of the original. So, yeah. and then... Um, oh, I got a Star Wars Pez. Back here, I got a, I got a uh, first order Tie, tie Fighter model. Yep. So yeah, lots of Star Wars stuff around. You are correct. <laughs> Easier. This. Oh, it's Star Wars stickers. Stickers. Oh, buddy. 
We got these. We got... Oh, man, there's so much stuff. All of this glitter stuff is probably Star Wars. Oh, I love glitter. So let's see. So we did mention the Water Temple from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, so which was brutal. And you're right. The verticality was what made it difficult. And the fact that you had to use the heavy boots to drag you down. Yes. Right? So that, that was so challenging. And you well, had to get the, the blue was, tunic, they did, too. They didn't, they didn't give you a lot of uh, information, either. Right. There right. was like, Water Temple. Good luck. And it was just a little insignia like a little crest or something you had to hit and it would cause the water level yeah. to go up and down brutal absolutely brutal oh and you had to fight shadow link yes yeah which was very very tough yeah so that's so cool man Take what a great boots for that by the way so. that i didn't know about at the time well I, I did but i was an idiot oh yeah yeah i tried to find him with the heavy boots on oh yeah mistakes were made <laughs> that's great so it had the last great temple of the dead dungeon that i can think of from the series can you think of another? Can you think of a better Temple of the Dead temple than the two that were in? No. Yeah, so good, man. They were so good. Uh, you had the uh, sort of the innocence of Young Link's storyline with the seriousness and weight of the Adult Link storyline. So they were mm-hmm. juxtaposed to one another. Very, very cool dichotomy in a story. And this was also the first game where they introduced Impa. Yeah. So Impa, who was uh, oh, and wasn't Sheik? Sheik was well, in this as well. Yeah. Zelda slash Sheik. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, so because she had been trained, obviously Zelda had been trained by Impa in the alternative dark storyline moving forward, yeah. and become Sheik. So she was basically like Ninja Zelda. Yeah, yeah, Moonlight's yeah. Sheik basically. Yeah. Oh, and wasn't it awesome when you found out that that was Zelda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god, this actually, is so great. A good twist she survived. Yeah. Also, completing items in the past to affect the future that was extremely cool. Yeah, yeah that man. was that was fun. So that was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, number four on the list at the 70th percentile. So 77 out of 10 respondents responded. These are in our top 25 favorite games. We have number three, Mario Kart 64. None of these are surprising. So yeah, none of these are surprising at this point. Cause this this was in 1996, so it was one of the earlier titles. Uh, it was a second bestseller for the N64, because I think it was a packaged-in title for a long time. Sold with 9.87 million units, which was massive for its day absolutely massive yes so very few games in that in those days ever sold anywhere near that so very very impressive by today's standards so to kind of give you an idea though i think about 50 million people are currently playing Fortnite across all platforms probably more at this point so yeah 50 million plus we'll say (laughs) so just to give you an idea yeah that's nuts absolutely not this was the let's see second entry in the series uh which is now 12 titles deep isn't that nuts? Ten Mario Kart games came out after this. Yeah. And this happened in 1996. Yeah. So we've had... And we've had maps from these ones exist in the new Yeah. Game. So 22 years, 10 games. Yeah. And they're still rehashing the old maps, which is cool. Which is cool. So it you see... Yeah, they update the graphics and things like that. They so they're still... Maps. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, maps, too, are so good. Oh, I love them. I love them. Actually, my, my favorite of the new ones, I would say... What's the, what's the ice one? You go down the hill, Wario. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, so it, the Wario slalom or whatever. Yeah, and then and then it's different the whole way down. Yeah. Each lap is different. Yeah. That's good. And then I also really like uh, Animal Crossing one. That one because there's seasons, so you yeah, you can yeah. play it and it's one of four different seasons. So it's yeah. slightly different each time. Uh, yeah, really really good. Of course, we're talking about the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Mario Kart Eight. So Mario Kart sixty four. Who cares, man? It's the past. It's the past. The past is in the past. So. You have to let it die! Do you know oh who that was? God. I'm going to kill you with a bottle, dude. <laughs> You're still holding on! Oh my god. I'm being Kylo Ren from The Last Jedi. He's going to kill me with a Fanta bottle. 
Wouldn't that be a way to go, man? Way to go. <laughs> Rob murdered have, Alex with a phantom bottle. would have to go in very soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Death via phantom bottle. Listen, I won't do it today. I won't do it today. Because this is a joyous occasion going through these N64 oh, titles. Oh, man. This is a joyous and grueling occasion going on two hours here. So we're moving Jesus. fast, though. We're moving fast. We're going to go straight to number two, which is Goldeneye. 007 came out in 1997 the third best selling title on the system with 8.09 million units sold uh in my opinion rare's best title on the system and their best selling title which is a fact hmm okay so goldeneye so i i definitely put twice as much time into goldeneye as i did perfect dark fair most people did so so good well, first day. <laughs> so, interestingly, I have gone back and tried to play it on the N64. Very difficult. Uh, however, it is available now as Goldeneye Source on PC, which is actually really good. Yeah. So, actually really, really good. Let's see, what did I write in the notes here? So, it was a massive success for FPS on consoles, so first-person shooters, and the first 3D FPS that was massively mainstream and accepted by fans of the genre on consoles. Yes. So the campaign was solid and warranted time trial run-throughs on the hardest difficulties in order to unlock all the characters and, quote, cheats, like mm-hmm. which are more like mods, how they work in the game, for the multiplayer and death matches. The multiplayer is what made this game, though, and the four-player yeah. death match was extremely popular. No, 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 no. It's not the four-player death match. It's the four-player DTA match. Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in my language, I wrote DTA match. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the DTA match was exactly where this game was headed, man. It was yeah. massive DTA match. So, it's a pr- pretty good detail match games these days. There's a lot of good detail match games yeah, these days. Yeah, because anyone who hasn't, anyone who has not picked up on it yet, he has made a spelling error, and I'm just calling him. A we're forward. we're really exploiting this as far as we possibly can. <laughs> Let's milk this joke until it's not funny. So, and then it's already dead, it. and I'm moving on to the next point because Odd Job was a universally hated character for being so short. He was banned. Yeah. There was a soft ban on Odd Job soft everywhere, ban. everywhere. So, but if someone chose him, he wouldn't stop him. He would still try to kill him. Or Jaws. Uh, but yeah, no Jaws. one would try to stop you from choosing Jaws, even if they knew. Thing is, though, the, here's the there is a there's another level to playing Jaws that all people didn't think of. Okay. With Jaws, you are taller. People had to aim up to get you in the head. Smart. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. really good. And if you were playing team deathmatch, one of you should play Jaws. The other one should play Odd Job because they have to constantly go up and down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's how you screw it. That's the meta game. Interesting. <laughs> that's the meta game. Well, I'm glad we figured this out now. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-one yeah. years later, we are, we are gaming experts. We've designed the new. <laughs> game for Let's bust it out, man. We're playing, so it's gonna have to happen now. Oh my God. Yeah. So we wouldn't stop you from choosing Jaws. Golden Guns was probably the most popular one-shot kill FPS multiplayer game mode, even to this day. Golden Guns brutal man absolutely brutal uh great multiplayer levels based on the in-game level designs offered a lot of variety in tight corners uh it was a very vertical game for being an older fps yes, which is kind of cool yeah. and then favorite weapon rcp 90 all day I long think most people because it was like had a ridiculous magazine yeah size. yeah like a 90 90 clip size and it yeah. just fired so fast man so i don't know i thought some people would say though like oh no the silver pp7 or something like that or the gold pp7 or just whatever but RCP90. AK47 was pretty popular. I also like the Phantom. I don't know what analog it has in real life, but the Phantom was really good. Had a little bit more kick than the RCP90. Yeah. So really, really good game. Yeah, the multiplayer spawned... uh, It was a whole culture, man. It was a whole culture, this multiplayer. So it was... uh, Everybody was playing from... Dude, 
12 year olds, 10 year olds, all the way on up to, you know, people in college, adults. This was something that really united all gamers under one under one banner uh, as far as this console multiplayer goes. And then everything that's come out since then that's console multiplayer iterates on this in some way. Right. Which is great. So because this was the formula for how to do that uh, with a really shitty controller as well. And then since then, it's only gotten better and better and better. So really, really good game. Yeah. Love Goldeneye. Last but not least, with 8.5 out of 10 respondents saying it was their favorite game, Mario 64. No Who would have guessed, right? 1996 launch title. Oh, yeah, Rob guessed. <laughs> Along with Ray, Wave Race and Pilot Wings, they all came out at the same time. Number one overall seller on a platform with 11.91 million units sold. And I don't believe that this was ever a pack-in title. So this sold just because it was a great game. So Mario 64, it's the 1996 launch title. It was a system seller on its own and the first game to place the player in a 3D space that they felt like they could fully explore, which was kind of its claim to fame. I know Tomb Raider came out around the same time, the original Tomb Raider. Good game. You didn't have quite the movement and momentum you had in Mario 64. Yeah. So to explore, good game though. Mario 64 kicked off an entire new genre of platformer and paved the way for so many other great action platformers on the title uh, on the N64 and later, including other iterations of Mario. To this day. So Mario titles still dominate the space, however. Uh, even today, Legend of Zelda titles are now adopting more exploration and platforming elements, yep. like in Breath of the Wild. Yep. So this game had such far-reaching implications for gaming. And now the most recent one, Mario Odyssey, we see sort of a a culmination and a going back to of the Mario series. Yep. So, because you have the, the 2D platforming mixed with the 3D platforming and all the cool hat stuff in it. You know what they should do? They should have done. Is they should have put all of Mario 64 in Odyssey. As like, in Odyssey, you jump through a painting at one point and then play all of Mario 64. I would have loved it. I tried. When you, get to, when you get to, spoiler alert here for Mario Odyssey people, listen, you get to the Mushroom Kingdom and then you can go inside Peach's castle, right? Yeah. And then it looks like the castle from N64, yes. but then there's actually the courtyard you can get to Yes, that that uh, was where you found the booze in Mario 64, yes. and it was so cool, and I wanted it to be like actual, right, like the actual game so bad, I'm like, I just wanted this to be Mario 64 right now with updated graphics. It, it, could, have been, it could have been even just like the game, the yes. original game, like when you jump through, it could just load up the game. Yeah, yeah, would just let me jump through. Just yeah. please, it would have been amazing. But uh, yeah, it was it was a fun little thing, and you get the Mario sixty four uh, skin as well in Mario Odyssey, which I do play with. So that's that's how I play. So absolutely oh love God. it, man! What a game! What a freaking game! So the uh, Mario Odyssey is definitely the spiritual successor. I wrote yes. that in. Uh, th- this game, it's hard to describe just culturally speaking how big this was for its day, but it was this was the zeitgeist of the day as well. <laughs> and dude, you would see Mario in three D freaking everywhere. Yeah. Dude, commercials and promotions and just ev- it was a, such a major cultural thing. Yeah. Right. So I just remember, I just remember it, for this brief period of time, almost, almost kind of similar, to, I guess, the Switch or when the Wii came out and it was so extremely popular. But for this brief period of time, and Nintendo is extremely good at doing this, making everyone aware at the same time of what's going on in the gaming world. Yeah. Right. Nintendo is the best at it. Other things have iterated on that, like uh, Fortnite and things like that, that are so big now. Right and uh, and I guess League of Legends when that was a big thing and yeah. wow, but I would say this was maybe the first time, in my memory at least, and I'm 34 years old that it was everyone all on the same page about what this is and what it does all at the same time. Yeah, which was really really cool. That that really I think that's the mid 90s zeitgeist right there, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So this was the, all of it. 
huge open world as well you could run around oh, in. Oh, Bobby, quick question. Is this, uh, oh, okay, no, this is not your top five. No, not the, not the top five. This is just special there, mentions. Some of, my, some of my top five is in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's get, jump down to that. So special mentions, games that did not make the top 25 list, but I, I or you still voted for. One was Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, which we've kind of already mentioned. Let's see, that was the first Christmas I got the system. I actually wanted that. But what I got instead was 007 in San Francisco Rush, and I was, like, so bummed. SF but then, Rush, yeah. But then it turned out that those games were awesome, were. <laughs> and I was totally in love with them. And then I still ended up getting Shadows of the Empire anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. But uh, I love those games. Another game that needs a special mention here because it's in my top five is uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play that? No. It is so freaking good. Yeah. 3D open world title, like a Zelda game. Four different playable characters, really tongue-in-cheek, takes place in feudal Japan, oh my God. and there's mech battles. Of course there is. Yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing. It is absolutely incredible. I gotta play that sometime. Honestly, dude, you have to look up videos of it. It's so trippy. It's yeah. such a great game. Uh, really quirky title, too. Let's see. Great, great dungeons in that as well. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. So kicking off a much amazing. longer series. Rogue yeah. Squadron was incredible. Episode 1, Racer. So I'm not a fan of the movie, but I am a fan of the racer. Yep. So extremely good racer. And when it came out, GameSpot actually gave it an 8.4 and it ran at 60 frames per second. Yep. And last but not least, someone, somewhere, actually a few someones, <laughs> voted for freaking Superman 64. So we had some trolls hit the polls and uh, oh. Superman 64 made its way onto the list uh, overall. Guys, this game was so bad. Was I so rented bad. this. I rented it back in the day. And I remember even as a rental thinking like wow i wasted money yeah like this is my six dollar and fifty cent rental that i have to have all weekend it sucked yeah all we do is play outside all weekend yeah. <laughs> it was just such a terrible game so the main thing you do in this game is not battle it's not use his powers okay so there was no frost breath you know heat vision x-ray nothing like that all you do is fly through rings Yes. In a big empty space that is supposed to be Metropolis. Yes. So it was absolutely brutal. I feel terrible for kids whose parents were duped into buying this game because Superman was on the cover. Yeah. It was absolutely one of the worst games ever made. It was garbage. Yeah. I don't know. Was um, Warner Brothers or who makes other games now? Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Interactive. I wonder if they were. I wonder if they were involved in it at this point. Oh God, I don't even want to know. Yeah, they made a good game recently. Though. Might have been before that all. I think probably yeah. 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 So then, Superman Returns was the next big Superman game to come out on Xbox yeah. 360. Made up for some of the wrongs. It was actually an open world, decent sort of superhero game, tossing cars around and doing things like yeah. that. It was. It was okay. It was just a sort of a playground kind of game yeah. for its day. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's been a really good one since then. It's just Superman. However, if you're looking for a great DC game, Injustice is a great series. Yep, Injustice, Gods Among Us. Mm-hmm. Yep, and one and two. two. Yeah. yeah, so very, very good games. So now we can get into our own top five. So what do you got for yours? Oh, no, man, you got to go first. I got to go first? Well, now I'm conflicted because after going through this list, I'm... Um... Yeah, I will tell you if you got something on my... So I think, I think what's going to happen here is... I okay. two special mentions. So I'm going to have to go top six. <laughs> That's not, no, you gotta do top five and you can do a special mention. How about that? Okay, so a special mention for me is Shadows of the Empire, because that was a system seller for me. That's why I got it, because okay, I was obsessed with Star Wars, yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Mario 64, so it was my number five, okay. which I won't elaborate on further. Uh, Goldeneye was number four, which I won't elaborate on further. Uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, again, one of the quirkiest, weirdest, best games on the system, and, 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 and I'm shocked you actually haven't played it. It's such a weird title. 
So I found it at a video rental store, and then I ended up owning it for a time, and since then I've actually lost it again. But I need to get another copy because I love that game. Uh, number two for me, and number one was very tough, but I, depending on the day, I think if you ask me, Smash Brothers is my favorite title on the system, but realistically, Smash Brothers is number two, Ocarina of Time is number one. Um, okay, so on my list, <clears throat> here's, the, here's the thing. Ocarina of Time, great keep <laughs> pushing this thing to warm my face. I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know why you're doing that We've been recording for a really long time. I'm starting right. to lose it. All right. Okay. Okay, for me, five bottom up is probably going to be Star Wars Racer at five. Interesting. Uh, yeah. A lot it was a great there. racer. It was. It was so good. I would say it's probably the best racer on the system, other than like Diddy Kong. Probably Perfect Dark at four. Okay. Three Shadows mm-hmm. of the Empire. Two Pilot Wings. Interesting. Why Pilot Wings? I played so much of that game. Really? Yeah. Because that, that was a launch title. Yeah. So and, a day and, and date. Yeah. So, and then, um, interesting. And one is probably Super Mario. Okay, cool. Cool. Fair enough. But uh, but uh, mentions, though, uh, for sure, Rogue Squadron. Mm. Amazing. Um, Rogue Squadron may have actually beaten Racer. I don't know. It was kind of a bit of a toss-up mm. with that. Uh, but also, the uh, mention that I wanted to do was Astro Lanes. Yeah, tell me about that. Cause I'm, I'm Astro Lanes was a bowling game Yeah, uh, that was based on a sci-fi uh, Astro, like, uh, thing like Astro Boy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, and, oh. and it was... Uh, like a 50s, 40s yeah, yeah. kind of kitsch. It was kitsch. like a, like a yeah, retro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like Jetson-style oh, that's cool. bowling game. That's cool. And what you could do is... I remember could, the cover. You could throw things onto the thing. Because after you threw the ball, it was almost like you were running the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. And people could, like, throw objects to screw up your, your bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and, so and, cool. Like, and the bowling lanes, some of them were unique, too. Like, you'd have to ramp and stuff like that. I want another bowling game like that. Yeah. That sounds like, really fun. It was fun. like an arcade bowling game. Or huh. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I would say... Yeah, I forgot to... Yeah, Rogue Squadron would be a special mention of mine as well. Uh, and, and Perfect Dark, because I still played a crap ton of Perfect Dark. Yeah. So, for its day. I mean, and uh, Majora's. Good. What's that? Majora's was another mention. Oh, Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I think that would pretty I mean, much yeah, round out our top yeah. ten. Um, Orcarina, obviously. So yeah. No reason to not say that. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. Cool. So, that's it, guys. That's, that's top it. 25 and 64 titles. Uh, I know it's not an exact ranking per se we did it based on percentage of respondents right but i thought it was a fair way to do it so and 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 i think a lot of times you get hung up on you know the 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 one the two the three the four and the number doesn't really matter to me honestly so but i i was just curious what people were going to respond with the most and that's what we got at as far as the information goes so totally unscientific and feel free to write into us at roningeek.com at gmail.com to completely rip us apart for the way that we've done it or tell us we did a great job or or write in with show suggestions topics you'd like to hear about you know what I realized though our fifth, you know what our fifth option should have been what Super Smash Brothers. For what? For both of our. T- oh, five. dude, we should have changed it. We should, yeah, changed yeah, because it. it's all five still. Oh, well, whatever. So, and then you can find Ronin Geek uh, official podcast on Google Play. You can find us on let's see Apple iTunes podcasts. You can also find us on Buzzsprout. You can find us occasionally on YouTube, and you can find us on SoundCloud. And then yeah. soon, I, I'm actually thinking iHeartRadio is going to be the next stop. I've, yeah. been, I've been sort of tossing up between Stitcher and iHeartRadio, uh, and I think iHeartRadio is going to be our next stop. So, yeah. okay. uh, And then Spotify, we're still waiting on. It's probably one, two, three, four weeks away. Who knows? It's basically whenever it becomes searchable on there, because they don't tell you. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at Ronin Geekery. You can find us on Facebook, at Ronin Geek News. Uh, what else do we have? That's it. That's it, yeah. That's it. All right. 
Well, that's a wrap for the N64 Retrocast. Thank you so much for listening. And this is Alex signing off and... Rob. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.